Hello, everybody. How you doing out there? Hopefully, we're being picked up here. I'm honestly not entirely sure. If you're listening, let us know. Yeah. After last week's horrible technical difficulties for 45 <laughs> minutes, I'm not sure of anything anymore. But Sam says she can hear us, but she may be fucking with us because <laughs> it's Sam. Yeah, she might. She might do. She might do. Sam, if you can't hear us, type the letter four. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can hear us. Awesome. Cool. So. Right. Five. Five. If they can't hear us. We're going to have to restart the whole thing again. God damn it. Not again. <laughs> um, yeah, we just got done um, watching The Big Lebowski. Nope. <laughs> what? Well, what did we watch? Knives Out. Knives Out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is how forgettable that movie is for Drya. No. His third God. time watching it. Not forgettable. God damn it. <laughs> Very good movie. That episode will be out in like a month almost. <laughs> also, uh, me and Robbie are on a different setup. Let us know if you can hear both of us fine. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty loud. Yeah. Let me know if you hear me fine. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really the test here is if you guys can hear them. I'm on a separate mic. Their mic should be pretty loud. You might be able to hear me through that one as well, too. Who Maybe. Knows? Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. Jill says good. Sam says you all sound fine. Wait, no. <laughs> Kyrie says uh, y'all are good. And Sam says you all sound fine. Hello, everybody out there. Howdy. Live show. Yeah. We're drinking snake bites. I tried. Me and Dry are at least. He tried a snake bite. Uh, it hurts, actually. I kind of need to probably get some Suck the venom anti-venom. Out. Yeah, you yeah. should go to a doctor, actually. I don't know hey. Why Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, what do you think about snake bite? Oh, I actually have to answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worst, I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I've had worse. So maybe my sense of adult okay. and pretty soon I won't taste the alcohol anymore. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I don't. Know. I. I <laughs> it sounds weird, but I'll have to try it. Yeah, you just like get the snake and then you push it against the glass and the venom starts coming out. It's really crazy. I, I'm surprised yeah, I could cool. do it. Like, Yeah, I don't know how I keep finding snakes. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of effort for a mixed drink. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, like, honestly, like Dry described it as coffee and that's a pretty accurate statement, I'd say, especially because I don't like coffee. <laughs> like Guinness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, honestly, that's Darker. why I like the Guinness so much is because it starts off with a nice tone of chocolate and then kind of beery, but not too bad, and then uh, way into coffee, like all the way coffee flavor. So you'll like uh, ports and stouts because those are very yeah, like coffee-ish. They are <laughs> really good. Yeah, good ports winter beers. Good. Also, hello, yeah. Shock Lobster in the chat. How goes it? And called? Did he call? Uh, no. not yet. He's Just in the, the chat. chat. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it says he did. On oh, the... oh, maybe never mind. I wasn't paying attention. Maybe not. He doesn't show it on ours. (laughs) All right. Um, He did say hello, though. Yeah, so we're we're getting closer to Halloween. Yeah, it's almost the scariest month of the month. I I keep forgetting (laughs) how close we are to Halloween, actually, because we are so far ahead in the podcast. I'm like, yeah, family time, turkey. We're about to have Thanksgiving. Oh, man, can't wait for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Can't wait to make some sandwiches. And it's like, oh, right. We haven't even hit Halloween yet. No. Great. It's not even discount candy day yet. Not yet. Also, Sam, we can hear you breathing. (laughs) Me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me breathing less? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. he had that. He had all your little mouth sounds for a little while there too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I need to find the little fucking sponge thing. For like. <laughs> or if you're just, you mean like a sponge? No. You just like a. You could just get a sponge, probably. Sponge I don't gold. think that would work. Now shock I think it's too dense. Maybe. Hello, welcome, Shock Lobster, to the call. Great to have you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you're talking right now. If you are, uh, we, we can't hear you at all. Technical difficulties, they're the funnest. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the snake bite's not bad. Uh, kind of reminds me of one thing a uh, guy I knew of in Salt Lake City. He never had a name for it, but he liked to get uh, like a hard cider, uh, Strongbow, for was his choice of it, which is just another apple cider. Right. But he would always uh, put it, drop a shot of fireball in it. Fireball. Yeah. I can see that being decent. Yeah. Cause you know, that cinnamon and that apple flavor of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cinnamon apple. Yeah. Actually that sounds pretty good. Cinnamon I don't apples like, are tasty. I don't know if I like uh, the thing you just said, red fireball. Yeah. Fireball. <laughs> are you saying that you don't like drinking antifreeze? Well, I like, mean, it's just like the burn of it is what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Alcohol already another, burns. Yeah, it doesn't really burn use, that much. You can use another cinnamon whiskey. Like everybody has one now. There's a Jack cinnamon and a oh, Jim Beam cool. and a, a bird dog. You get some at the dollar store. You're usually in those little packs. <laughs> or you could just do that. Yeah. Get a bunch of gummy bears. <laughs> or a bunch of get some apples at the dollar store too. So you, know, you just like cut those. Or up you could do that on. if you don't want the fireball. <laughs> if you want so the taste, but not to get fucked up, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you want the taste, but not to get fucked up, I guess you can just like get some cinnamon fired gummy bears and throw them in some applesauce. <laughs> Actually, that would be... I need the shit out of that. I don't know. You can go super okay. trailer park and. Put some uh, cinnamon in a can of PBR and just go that way too. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice PBR. <laughs> How cheap do you want to get with this? <laughs> Improvise. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I there's a movie that I actually we have. There's a format to this kind of sometimes. Has sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Robbie, have you been watching anything? Um. So there's a couple things that I found on YouTube that are pretty interesting. Uh, Down the Rabbit Hole. Yeah, is, I love that channel. Yeah, that it is such a bizarre channel, but it's so interesting at the same time. Is it all just based on Alice in Wonderland? No. <laughs> uh, it's basically it's he finds rabbit Going down rabbit holes on YouTube. Kind of. <laughs> not specifically with YouTube. Is it or a guy that literally just finds rabbit holes in the mountains and looks at them? On the, did we talk the about this at one point? I, I brought I it up once. Yeah. I didn't really talk too okay. much about it. Like I found it because I was like looking for something to listen to at work, and I found one that was talking about the mouse utopia, and that is a fucking bizarre story. Uh, it's what the the secret of nymph is based off of. Yeah, huh. the secret of nymph. Like, yeah, no, no, I've definitely seen secret <laughs> of nymph. Yeah, I know sorry. what he's talking about. <laughs> sorry, that was the wrong sounds, movie. Uh... Very wrong. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie. It's fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know uh, the the snake fights get into me. <laughs> sorry, this is one of my words. I had a it's whole amazing. shot of it. Yeah, his whole two ounces of beer that he just drank. Maybe you need some cinnamon. <laughs> it might help. That alcohol. But, uh, secret. I think secret of Nim. Yeah, it's Nim. the mouse one, right? Yeah, it's what that's actually right. based off of. It's these crazy ass experiments they did. 
Huh. Yeah, it's these crazy experiments that were done in the 60s and 70s where this guy basically built a utopia for these mice and you'd have a certain amount of them start in the are in the colony and give them unlimited water and unlimited food and unlimited nesting material so and just like observe to see what happens with them whenever they live in a basically a nice little area that wherever like you know everything is provided for them and they want for nothing basically and how <laughs> he started a mouse utopia so yeah. okay like they're so it's how it started but it goes down a very fucked up route well so the reasoning for it is this was during the urban expansion of cities in general oh so they wanted to see if like what happened to things if like because the big thing that they do is they actually introduce a lot of mice and there's plenty of space for all of them but the foods in specific areas and stuff like that so they concentrate on where the food is yeah like um for most like i remember the very first experiment there was enough for i think he said like 1500 rats to live uh live comfortably like not even just live live comfortably but uh yeah lower middle class rats yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um the population never got above 295 i think is what it was and like i think it got to at least a thousand something no not that one not the very first one um but uh with that one it never got above that much and like at one point in time the mortality rate of the uh the mortality rate of the their pinkies was like 93% or something crazy like that. Are there pinkies? Yeah, that's the name of a baby right mouse. Okay. I was like, okay, they all lost pinkies. That's yeah, like it was crazy. Like they all, like it, it was like, it was a gang thing. initiation. They yeah. had to cut the pinky off. <laughs> yeah, like it was the got... mouse Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but like the big thing is like it got fucked up. And I don't, I feel like Jariah might actually like that documentary. Like, so I, I would I recommend say too much. I can send you the link after this. I am way into murdering mice. <laughs> Wow. No, I remember <laughs> like watching videos on those um, on like either like Nova or some kind of um, public broadcast station um, science program when when I was a kid. So the you know information about those experiments has been around. Yeah, and it. Hmm. I don't want to spoil too much. I was going to talk more about it, but <laughs> yeah. I, or that, that goes into spoiler territories. And I think Dry would actually like that, but <laughs> okay. it's rather interesting. His entire channel is like going down rabbit holes on the internet or on the internet of like you know. One link leads to another, and like all these are linked together somehow. Yeah. There's some really crazy ones out there. Huh. But... Like he did one that was about this cult that like took over a town. Chunktown? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was well, uh... Clearwater, Florida, and the Scientologists. No, it was like a <laughs> it was like an Eastern philosophy type thing, huh. um, like Indian. Yeah. Like Indian, Indian type. Um, I think uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I, rem- I don't remember the name, remember. but that one's actually really interesting. There's too. a lot. Yeah. Oh, Far Cry 5 kind of <laughs> had that premise too. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it did, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, also, he talks about like Chris Chan and stuff as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we did go down this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I then, think that's yeah. why. I like I said, rabbit holes, yeah. like, you know. Uh, stories that just kind of go from one layer to the next, the yeah, next, right. and so on yeah. and so forth. I would, I would not recommend taking the Chris Chan <laughs> branch. <clears throat> I, man, that, I went down that, that branch for like 30 minutes and I was done. That makes me sad. <laughs> I have, I've watched like 50 videos or something on on Chris Chan. Yeah, wow. I watched one and read like three articles more. and I was done with it. That's There's like 49 more than I would ever watch. There's a whole channel dedicated to his fucking... Yeah, and it's run by the people who fucked up his shit. life. <laughs> No, nah, you know what? I think that guy ran his own life into the ground, and everybody oh, else no. was just kind of Oh no! People definitely, definitely. People helped. definitely. Okay, they helped, but him. I think that guy was but, on his way anyway. Yeah. Well, he dug his own hole, person. but people were handing him shovels. Yeah. yeah. 
That's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. There there are no winners in that tale. No. Yeah. <laughs> what else you been? Anything else, right? Um on a less crazy note, uh, another <laughs> channel I found, and it's actually a rather small channel, so I guess this is my way of trying to signal boost it, even though she may still get more um views than we do, is um Bailey Myers, I think is what her name is. She does a series called Goose Drunks. Goose Drunks? Yeah. What? And it's li- uh, please, no, I just before you go on, please, please tell me it's just a bunch of drunk geese. No. no. Fuck. <laughs> that would be interesting though. All right, here's, here's my guess is she just gets drunk and starts trashing Goosebumps episodes. More or less, yeah. Uh, yes, that's so much better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, she actually reads the books, but she'll read the oh. books, and what she'll do is every single time something stupid happens. Or something that's genuinely scary, or something that's cringy that happens. She takes a drink. Oh man, if she she's cringy, yeah, yeah, she gets yeah. really fucked up by the end of it. The first episode I saw was her most recent one, and uh, she it had it was called a vampire breath. It was what she was reading. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, and uh, she was reading that one, and she had to, like you know took a drink every single time something stupid happened, and then she could critique about how dumb it was, and then she's like, oh, that was generally interesting. Take a drink, and like I think she was like. 30 or 40 drinks in by the time that was what is she drinking uh, it was she started yeah, off with drinking. a spicy um fuck was it Mo- macchiato no uh a spicy <laughs> bloody mary because you know vampires <laughs> okay sure oh but uh because they okay, had so she's not California just like taking california yeah yeah but because she had that uh they had that uh heat wave not too long ago uh, she went to like this hard cider instead, but yeah, she was like 30 or 40, like she had like four cans of it. <laughs> I, she actually ran out of cider and had to start drinking a hard seltzer because she, she ran out of drinking water. Like, I guess this is <laughs> what I got. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's Rat poison. All right. <laughs> because I listened to it at work and it's a long format. Like each episode's like anywhere between 40 minutes to an hour and a half long of her reading a book and oh, wow. drinking and talking about how That's dumb really something fast, is actually does to it... read goosebumps. But does it end when she's done with the book or does it end when she's too fucked up to keep reading the book? So far, what she's done with the book. <clears throat> okay. So she's not lightweight. Not that I know of. <laughs> well, but yeah, I she fills it with like apple juice. Right. Yeah. If she's <laughs> drinking like cider and stuff, it, it's not like that. Yeah. Big of a... But also, yeah. it's a goose. If she was drinking book, liquor, though. then I'd be like, yeah, she's fucked. <laughs> I mean, that's my level of uh, getting it's fucked up. So straight up, just rum each one. Yeah, just a shot of rum every time. So. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, besides that, like I said, went down a couple rabbit holes because of other channels that go down other rabbit holes and found out about fucked up things on the internet. But that was a non-fucked up thing that I found that I really enjoyed. And drunk watching. But yeah, like, she currently has, like, 8,000 subscribers on YouTube and probably averages anywhere between, like, 14,000 to 8,000 an episode that she does. She's doing better than us, then? Yeah. (laughs) But that's, for YouTube, that's small. Right. I think that's actually a really good decision to do the books instead because everyone talks about the television series, but not as many right. people talk about the books. Which, re- reading the books and watching the show, I think the books are a bit better. They are better. Yeah. yeah. It's just because yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more time to get to know the books by and large are always the better choice. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I felt that way until I started really getting into Dark Tower. <laughs> Does that have a movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Like, from what I've heard about that show, even the books being terrible as they are are still better than. I than just the show finished option. book three, and boy, does that end in a wet fucking fart. <laughs> are you still gonna go on with them? I have them all. I can't stop now. I <laughs> yes, already you purchased can. them. You can I take them off you your hand. Curl them if it's like a pack thing. Like 
He's gonna burn like, his, auto, yeah. his digital only audiobooks. Yeah, sure. Give I me bought a three bottles of Drano and I drank one. I can't stop now. <laughs> See, you get it. Totally gets it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Speaking of that, take another drink of the snake bite venom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it ends in such a fucking nothing note. That at the end of the book, it's literally an author's note from Stephen King saying, Hey, listen, I know this ended weird. Um, I didn't expect for it to end this way either, but I didn't know what else to write. So I stopped. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. That's literally what I would do for my papers, is I just never wrote conclusions. I just stopped writing. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, trying to ha- hand in a paper for a grade to a teacher with, like, a footnote at the end like that? But listen, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what the fuck to do with this conclusion, so, you know, have fun. I, mean, I've done, I, I, I hope this is worth a good grade. I've literally handed a teacher a blank pe- sheet of paper because I just didn't know what to write once. <laughs> <laughs> like, and wow, how did that nice work, work out for you? It was just it was just a blank sheet of paper. We had an hour to write, and I just stood there staring at it, trying to think of something to write. Well, you know that that was at least polite. They didn't actually have to find their own paper to write an F for you. <laughs> actually, I I honestly looked out because after that he gave us a choice between a paper we wrote before and that one. So I was like, yeah, sure, let me choose the one I actually wrote. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Uh, I mean, it could be worse because, like, I remember hearing uh, certain scenarios of like a teacher gives a test to everybody and everybody happens to ace it, and so he makes them do uh, redo the entire test because they shouldn't have all passed. And it's not a fault of his for making the test too easy; it's their fault for possibly cheating. Oh no, fucking! There is a professor at my university who grades on a true bell curve, meaning if everyone does well, they all get worse grades. That's so, <laughs> so fucked up. That's so fucking shitty. It is, yeah. and I don't know. Well, I do know why he's still there. Tenure, but right, it's so fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, grades like that, you know, they really matter to um to the undergrads because undergrads have um almost all of them have like scholarships they're trying to keep up that rely on a GPA. So if somebody's doing a curve like that. Um, and they otherwise would have gotten a better score that got pulled down because everybody else did well. Um, I would like, I'd be up in arms about that one. Start sabotaging everyone else in the class. <laughs> Start passing out like answer keys that are the wrong answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking, if no, if everyone just chose not to do the test, he would have to grade it up to a C. Why wouldn't everybody awesome. do that then? Uh, just like. Dumb, dumb, smart kids, I guess, really. This is America. No one cooperates like that. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there. It just takes one person to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam, Mm -hmm. you been watching anything? I've been watching things. Yeah. What have you been watching? So, I've been watching Monsterland. I've watched The Haunting of Bly. Wait, wait, go back. What's Monsterland? The prequel to Monster it's House. On... No, <laughs> it's on. So it's on Hulu. It's an original show, I believe. Um, it's really weird and depressing, and you should watch it. Is it a dry show? Is what you're saying? You would probably like it. Okay. Okay. I like depressing. Right. I, de- I I will not. You should watch check it, it out. 
You like depressing <laughs> until you get to my level of depressing movies. Then you start to back out. Because you're so depressing. Human depressing. Yeah. <laughs> What's better than depression? <laughs> Put that on a shirt. What's better than depression? <laughs> Alcohol is in depression. So the synopsis, the synopsis for the series is, because I was just watching it, <clears throat> it's encounters with mermaids, fallen angels, and other strange strange beasts driv- okay. drive broken people to desperate acts in Monsterland, an in, in, uh, anthology series based on the collection of stories from Nathan Ballingrude's North American Lake Monsters. So, so it's literally um, just about a bunch of lake monsters? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the description really fits it that well, honestly. But what kind of angels? Uh, are yeah, that almost sounded like needful things. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. It's fine. Um, we heard <laughs> yeah, check it out. I'm not gonna like spoil anything for you. Okay, is it spooky interesting. or is it just sad? <laughs> Bold? <laughs> It has like it has like the monster like supernatural elements, but it also has like real life horror elements to it. So that's why it's depressing. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then Bly Manor also real happy. Oh, so sad. The betrayal on the House of the Hill. No, it's uh the haunting of Bly Manor. It's based on a book called uh, Turning of the Screw from 1894, 1864, something like that. Oh, so public domain. I think so. Maybe. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you, on that one. Um, but it is. It was the show was really good. I actually had a really hard time, because I also have been watching mm-hmm. That's on my list of things I've been watching, too, Sam. So let's talk about this without spoiling it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, the I first mean, we've already talked about it slightly. But... Yeah, but I hadn't finished it at that point, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first couple episodes, I had a really hard time getting into it because it didn't hook you kind of like in the way that uh, the first season did. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, which yeah. is also based on an old book, a classic haunted house book, basically, where all the other haunted house books get their thing from. Anyway, um, the first couple episodes of Blind Manor, I was like, man, this is just confusing. This kid wants to fuck people. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? Seven year old. Like I'm an actual super kid. out. Really <laughs> creepy, like way out of place. And there's just, like, a bunch of weird things in the background that I don't know what they attach to. And it wasn't until, like, episode three where I was like, okay, some puzzle pieces are being put in Mm -hmm. place here for me. I'm understanding it. I'm in. Again, it wasn't scary still. Like, I would say it's spooky. Mm -hmm. Or it's a spooky. A little spooky, but not, like, scary. Nothing that would, like, make you jump or freak out. It's the kind of spooky that, like, maybe you double think about going to pee at night because the hallway's dark. Like that kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, that that corner's real dark. Maybe I just won't look in that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so every night, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then like episode, I think it's like six is when it starts getting really, really deep. Actually, it's episode five. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it starts getting like really deep into the emotional things that make it horrific in a very human way, like the way I described it in the cult today. Um, it is... Avoid spoilers. I want to watch this. Okay. Um, the way okay. I describe it in the cult is that it's not scary in like a ghost or supernatural way. It's scary in the worst way of like very, very human. <laughs> um, Existential crisis. You know yeah, what's like, funny uh, about what you said there is that that's exactly how I feel about getting through um, uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh, really? Yeah, because Lovecraft Country goes real hard at Jim Crow era politics. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah, and how I, black people are being treated. Yeah, uh, I've heard it described as like uh, anti-Lovecraft Lovecraft. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that'd be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do they have like a white cat in the show called Cracker? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone brings up that damn cat every time. That would be really good. <laughs> I mean, if I had a white cat, I'd probably name it Cracker now. Unlike me, who named their cat after a computer term. I, uh, I have a coworker at work that I've started uh, spreading around a nickname. It's sort of caught on. Uh, other people realized why I was calling him that, though. Um, I have a very close relationship with this coworker. Just to be clear, me and him fuck around all the time. I need that to be clear. Yeah. (laughs) Goddamn. Because what you're about to say, dot, dot, dot. Right. Um, Because in context, dot, dot, dot. Out out of context, super fucked up. Um, (laughs) Started calling him Crispy. Crispy, crunchy. No, just Crispy. And a bunch of people started Mm -hmm. doing it. And then somebody finally asked, like, why are you calling him Crispy? I was like, because he's a thin cracker. (laughs) <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go to jail. Also, that's not that bad. Also, like once he started realizing about climbing, he's like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> and he like I, started filling out a training <laughs> order. You know, classic friend stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend things. <laughs> I can't talk to him anymore. It's weird. <laughs> friend stuff. Have to stay at least fifty feet away from him at all points in time. I was... <laughs> That honestly, like, reminds me of one of the worst part about the internet is when, like, people start using in jokes with people who are not in. Right, uh-huh. yeah. Or it's like, I mean, this entire podcast. I mean, some, <laughs> just, like, when people, like, just like, as a Twitter artist, not me, but I see a lot of people who, like, get terrible memes just constantly put on their stuff. And it's like, it's like people, like, doing pictures of people loading guns. And it's like, in what context is that even... A compliment like it's not people being like take this down it's like no no d- don't take it down but here's the f- photo of a person shooting a gun at you it's like what what context is this ever even cool yeah i'm also very confused about the loading the gun one i've never understood that one at all i just chalked it up to me being old though so i, I thought you were talking about a different meme altogether i thought you're talking about the one where that guy was uh holding a revolver but he was holding a like actual glock clip to the side of it and so a bunch of people started responding by like getting a bunch of weird gun combinations and putting a bunch of weird <laughs> clips on them. No, no, it's like delete this type stuff. Oh, okay. And like people yeah. posted the art, and it's like the worst is that people will do it to like other artists from other countries, and that is as much as it doesn't even make sense here. It is really an American thing. And like point guns at people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> it got so bad that like there are like Japanese artists who like took down their entire uh, like profiles because they thought Jesus like Christ. these people were like hated all their art, oh, and we're God. gonna kill them. <laughs> Not that like oh. they knew <laughs> they know it's a barrier. <laughs> like they thought like everyone just hated their art. I don't think I've ever seen this. But talking about um, weird memes that. Uh, most of the population doesn't get or like transformed into something different. Here's um, your boy. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, um, type F or press F. Uh, oh press yeah. F to pay respects. Oh yeah. Yeah. Call yeah. I see yeah, a lot of people. From, uh... use, I see a lot of people. Yes. It's a call of duty thing, but I see a lot of people in like 
groups and stuff like that. They use they press F, but they think it's like for follow. <laughs> I think they're confused. I, I mean, I guess it's well, both now, but there's there's a lot uh, uh, the, a lot. This happens a lot that someone who just wants to participate in a popular meme going around, but you know, is, is just unsure of when they got the the context to use it, but are desperate to repeat the catchphrase everybody else has got. So they'll check out something that doesn't fit in context just because, you know, they want to to use the popular catchphrase, too. Uh, Yes, the Urkel conundrum. Right. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let me see. Uh, Other things I've been doing media-wise. Of course, I've been playing Days Gone a lot. So good. I'm so glad you're playing that. It's pretty fun. It was it so fucking underrated in, in America. Certain ways, but it's good. no like Europe loved it. Like you just like scoffed at me, but like Europe honestly no, really I loved laughed. that game. I didn't scoff. Well, the same thing. Oh, Not geez. the same thing. <laughs> no, I just laughed because I hear so many people have talked about it in the circles I'm in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like every, I'm literally the only person I knew except for Sam now who like actually played and enjoyed that game. I've heard really good things about it. I've never Pretty heard fun. anyone like talk down to it. It feels yeah. like you're watching five seasons of a really good TV show. Because also it's really fucking long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've yeah. heard some people complain about getting bored and falling off of it because there's just too much to do. There's a lot. There's a lot to do, and it's really hard. I got the plat um, on that one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I might I kept get the plat. Getting stressed cool. out because I kept trying to wander into zombie thick areas to do like the side quest stuff that would show up on the map. Yeah, and I stressed myself I... out because those like zombies will like pop in behind you when when you're not mm-hmm. looking. Yeah, and they thick as fuck, yo. <laughs> yeah, I guess especially the hordes. Fucking... <laughs> oh, <you come> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, uh, I know Drive did game enough that, like, I remember whenever I was living with him, uh, I walked downstairs, and at one point in time, like, he was, like, just sit, like looking around confused, and he, like, found his section of the map that was just unloaded. Like yeah, it looked like no a textures. PS2 game. It was yeah. real weird. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's actually it can be a pretty game. Like it just started snowing in my game. Oh like yes, yes, yes. There days, and it's like really pretty and nice looking. And there's footsteps in the snow that you can. I'm do. honestly genuinely like. really excited to play on PS5 because I'm it's gonna have some improvements because it's a first per, or not first it's a first party game. So it's going to have some mm-hmm. sort of improvements, I'm guessing. So I am really excited there, to play it with a steady frame rate. There's a few things that annoy me a bit. It's like, so when you're exploring and stuff, but there's also quests nearby. Um, you have to, like, go to, even though you've, like, explored most of this place, um, if you go to this, um, I guess, quest marker or whatever, it, like, loads the cutscene and stuff like that. And it just feels oh, yeah. sloppy, I guess. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. And like yeah. the voice actor for Deke, why does he always just yellow? Yell all the time. Deacon? Is the main character? Yeah. It's because he's a streamer when he's not doing voice acting for games. <laughs> he's just like yells, yell talks. Don't yeah, he's us. really, really angry until probably like the last third of the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, that's his character. He's angry. No more angry protagonists. Yeah, angry white guy. Angry. 
Especially no um, more white protagonists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really glad you're playing that. How far would you say you're into it, Sam? So, I don't really know how to measure how far I am into it, but I haven't hit 800 days yet. <laughs> you haven't hit 800 uh, days yet? Yeah, I haven't. I'm almost there, I think. I don't know if that means anything, because you can, like, whatever, I guess, skip through days anyway. But... The game automatically ends on day mm-hmm. 750. <laughs> um, oh, what? Well, it ended no, forever no. ago. <laughs> don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what, I thought that sounds like some... <laughs> what plot point am, am I at? Uh, yeah. Let's see. I... I am in contact with O'Brien. Um, I'm doing some stuff for him so he can help me. Did you me just start find... contact with him? Uh, last night, yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's not so a good I'm, noise. I'm guessing I'm not very far in. <laughs> no, no. I'm only a little bit. I'm only a little bit farther Damn. than you from when I dropped out. Well, it's a very long game then because i've been playing it pretty much constantly well yeah i mean it's long if like you're the kind of person that gets into an open world game and then immediately goes in the opposite direction that the freaking quest tells you to go because there's things to do that's why i had to stop playing that's my problem it's actually why i had to stop playing uh the reckoning um one thing i would say is i would recommend leaving most of the like big nests until after you beat the game Hmm. or screw jariah no, it's like almost impossible to do some of them without upgrades. I've been trying to yeah. wipe some of them out, but it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. I think that's probably where I got overwhelmed and pissed off and then just like wandered off the game because I was uh Yeah. Uh if I spotted a nest, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna go do that. And it's like shit, this is mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, because you have to and be like, you don't okay, have... I'm gonna plant like seventeen mines here. I'm gonna get my auto mm-hmm. shotgun ready. And like you have to be like really, really prepped to like fight an entire fucking army. Yes, <laughs> which is you don't get that much stuff when you want it. It seems. Um, um, one thing I'm, I'm gonna say is there is a farm nest. Do not do mm-hmm. that. Don't do that until the game makes you do it. You'll get sucked into a void forever. You can't play the video game anymore. No, it, <laughs> it, it's something that I wish people would have told me not to do because it went when the game wants you to do it, you'll do it. Don't worry. If you find a farm nest, just wait. No I think I am. have done a farm nest, or maybe it's it was a logging camp. I'm not sure. There's multiple barns, like a bunch of silos. It's huge. Okay, maybe I haven't done that one. Um, but other than that, I last night I tried to find a really spooky podcast to listen to while I was playing the game. I found one. Is it ours? Like, oh, this is <laughs> bad. Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> So I started listening to a podcast called Let's Not Meet based on the Reddit subforum. Yeah. Basically, he just reads off all of these real life horror stories that people post in the subforum. And it's scary. (laughs) Yes, I read Reddit. And here we go. (laughs) I mean, if it works, right? I don't like there are some interesting stories on that Reddit. Is that like weird? Like, I don't date this person kind of thing. Or like, what is it? Um, it's, um, pretty much everything, like, encounters with weird people, and people living in the walls, and discovering them, and stalkers, and, uh, mentally ill people that, like, attack you, or encounters with, uh, people that have killed others, and molested people, (laughs) but they, like, got off somehow. 
What's okay. that? It's kind of like so where you vent about real life weird. horror stuff. Yeah. Like the thing, what I thought it was going to be is like, hey, I got into this like awful real life horror situation. And I somehow got out. Don't go rent this apartment. <laughs> um, it's no. basically that, but the premise is just like a uh, creepy person that I encountered at this point in time. Uh, let's not meet again. Or ever. <laughs> oh, oh, so like, like, let's not meet again. Well, speaking yeah. of that down the rabbit hole channel I was talking about earlier, um, one of the stories they talked about was the Final Fantasy house, which was a the real life fight. No, uh, it was a real life house where these people that they called themselves soul bonded, I think is what it was, <laughs> wherever they feel like they're actually just, a living reincarnation gross. of actual video game characters. Is it just a bunch of weaves? Kind yeah. of. Uh, but um one of them in particular i guess she had a bad habit of like coaxing people to live in the house with her and like saying that they're reborn final fantasy characters and then just taking all of their money saying that she needs it for groceries or whatever else and like never working Mm -hmm. for herself but saying that she needs these things because they have magic in them and she needs them for like kind of like buying crystals no no i need the fritos they're magical fritos yeah yeah kind of stuff like that yeah like i guess there's that like uh one of the guys, he said, like, he was making, like, you know, basically minimum wage, but, like, she was taking all of his money, saying it was for rent, but, like, they were always, like, really close to being kicked out of the house because she wasn't actually paying rent. She was actually spending it on $10 steaks and buying crystals for herself and, like, shit for her room that she just, like, kept for herself. I gotta say, $10 steak, pretty cheap steak. Uh, 2000-something. Yeah, it was, like, 2002 or 2003 or something like that. Still cheap. It's so it's, like actually, I don't know the price was taken too. Yeah. It was before the recession, so yeah. But there's that and like how there's like a bunch of different people who lived with her at one point in time and how she just went and like basically fucked over a whole bunch of people because she thought that she was soul bonded with some anime character and she apparently built a religion around it and at one point in time was just getting money online from people telling them how to spirit bond with their anime characters and yeah. it went down once again another weird rabbit hole. <laughs> She sounds like a really great person. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you find out that she didn't shower or apparently ever. Like she just put perfume well, on. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just. Okay. Yeah, they don't have showers in Final <laughs> that's Fantasy. Just a given. Yeah. That's yeah. How many Final Fantasy games you play where there's a shower scene? One. You did. Is it? I was going to say, isn't there like a bathhouse scene in Final Fantasy VII? The one where Cloud Cross Oh, God. Yeah. yeah and the, he, the Honeybee job. Hotel. Lovely. Yeah, that's what? fine. He might. It doesn't show it, but it definitely sounds like he's getting a happy ending. No, they, <laughs> they left everything to implication. It's heavily implied he just had a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be harder to imply that when you're playing in 4K. What if that's where like the new remake ended? It's like there, and then it just ends. <laughs> happy ending. Oh, that was so fantastic. Black, fake black, credits roll. <laughs> and then, like, well, this was like before they even said they had multiple of these. So, like, people were like, wait, what? <laughs> we just wanted to end it on a happy ending, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Final Fantasy House is very fucked up. I would, I would honestly was expecting you to go way creepier than that. So that's good. Yeah. Well, no, like it was, it was, you know, a real life horror story in that sense. So, but dealing with like a sh- really shitty roommate kind of horror story, whatever, like, Someone who basically drains your bank account for their own personal need and then telling you it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm probably not doing it justice by talking about it like this. No, no, but... it sounds like she's fucked up. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be like, and she raped everybody. But, like, I'm glad it's not that. Uh, yeah. oof, there was a little part that was kind of... There was, like, about that. people that were uh, non-showering but having sex all the time in the house. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of them may have been underaged. 
Oh, well, man, I can't even make that joke then. I was nope. going to say it must have smelled weird, but no, it's just that bad taste. I mean, it probably did smell weird. <laughs> it always smelled weird. And possibly had bad tastes, but... <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Now you can think about that all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, e, have you been watching anything? Wait, Did was I Sam done? Oh, I don't know. Are you done, Sam? Um, I think so. But to listen to that podcast, it's pretty good. Okay. What was it again? Uh, let's not. Let's not let's meet. Never meet again. Let's not let's meet. Let's not meet. Let's not meet. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. E. Yo. What you been watching? All right. Uh, I said this a bit on the podcast, but uh, I have been watching, or I finished a show called uh, Infinity Train, and that show is amazing. Uh, definitely, pro- well, the decade just started, but definitely one of the best <laughs> cartoons in the decade. Um. And I'm not going to say too much because I do really want Jirai to see that and everyone listening, of course. But it's actually Jirai because he doesn't watch a lot of cartoons and I think it would be a really good one to watch. I do not. Uh, you recommended one other HBO uh, Max cartoon to me. I did not. Yeah, I specifically <laughs> told you, I don't think you'll like it. E, you specifically sat me down, which straightened my eyes. <laughs> I was the one who recommended it, though, let's be honest. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if you'd like it, because it doesn't really have the stuff you'd really look for in television. And I was saying it, sound like I was correct. Yeah, you were right, you were right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this one I do want to check out. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, that's something I forgot to say on the podcast. Uh, Defunct Land released a new episode about Epcot. And I watched that, and I did not know what Epcot was, apparently, because it apparently was supposed to be an entire city at a point. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like a future city. Like in the park, or just like in general? No, a city. Oh. Like, Walt Disney tried to design his own city. Like, his own city. Well, then. I'm glad that didn't take off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really fucked up. Like the people living in the city were technically like part of the, like, because it was still also a tourist thing. And apparently, like, they would just like drive trains around the city, and you just watch people. And like, instead of employees, they'd be called civilians. I guess. <laughs> well, they didn't get paid. In fact, they paid to live there because it was a city. Oh fuck. Yeah. Fuck um. <laughs> also, like, Walt wanted basically prototypes of technology to just be installed in everyone's houses constantly so they're testing stuff basically that sounds awful it that did sounds super miserable yeah so you're basically paying to be a beta tester in a city called epicock <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like yeah and then well, they'll put it all underwater and you'll be living in your own bioshock <laughs> Um, it honestly is really interesting and like kind of crazy to see like how Walt was doing shit in his last uh in his last moments really. It's I, almost like the man was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Um so would recommend that. I know you've looked at the channel before, so you might yeah, it's see actually it. really good. Yeah. It's a good channel. What a surprise that I could introduce Try into a good <laughs> series despite how dismissive he was of the first thing I told him about. <laughs> um what else? Uh, actually, I've been playing uh, Super Nintendo games. Just random ones? Yeah, I played uh, Super Punch-Out. It's definitely the weakest Punch-Out. I disagree. Oh, I don't know about that. I would say uh, maybe the arcade game. I haven't played the arcade one, I'll say. but I like Super Punch-Out more than I like Punch-Out. I'm gonna Same. Say. I don't. like. I think it loses a lot of the charm. I think it tries to overcomplicate this, 
system in place in ways that don't really work. Mm, it's fun. I think the biggest one, like the KO meter, I'm cool with that. That's kind of a neat concept. I don't like how there's like four different versions of the super punch you can do, except only like one or two are useful. And I then guess. I think all of like the bosses are fine. I just think they have way worse tells than in the Super Nintendo. Or sorry, and then in the original any I can't even say it's the original. And then in the <laughs> NES punch out. And I just I don't know, just playing it like kind of was more frustrating than learning any other punch out game for me because their tails aren't as good. And then just the style's not as interesting, I felt, quite frankly. Okay. I don't think it's bad. Let me say that. Let me do that. I just think right. it's the weakest of the punch out series that I played. I in my opinion, I think the the Wii punch out is the worst punch out. Oh, I very disagree. I think that's the best one. Oh no! Yeah, no. I mean, I think I it has the to... best tells. It has the best characters. It has the best, really, everything. I would argue. No. I think it takes what was the best part of the original Punch Out and expands it in a way that's way more interesting. I I just like the art style of Super, <laughs> <laughs> and well, it feels like Punch Out to me still. So yeah. I don't know. It still feels like Punch Out to me too. But that was also my introduction to Punch Out. Same. Same. Hmm. But, um... <laughs> I don't think I've played Punch Out since like uh, it was Mike Tyson's, and it came out on the NES in the original time. And the only thing I remember from it at all is King Hippo's intro music because it was funny. Yeah, um, I mean that game is still good, but I want to say Super Punch Out better. Well, I just, I just it's agree. funny that you say it's uh, frustrating. That makes me wonder if you've actually unlocked the special tournament yet. I beat the whole thing. Yeah, did you uh, unlock the special tier though? I don't know. Because there's minor, major, world, and then after you've beaten... Oh, yeah. I've done... Like, I did all the things. I actually completed it without... Like, at a point, without having a loss, technically. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because you can only unlock the special tier if you've beaten all the other tiers without a single loss. Yeah. I did that. I fought that. And funnily... So, like, I think it starts really good. I think the middle's really weak. And I think the last boss is actually, like, a really good boss. And that made me sad, because all the rest just don't have very good tells in a lot of ways. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of the fun of it is not having good tells though. Having that's, to like figure no, it out. No, I disagree. Like I think the figuring it out is good, but I think having good tells is part of how you figure it out. I guess, but like, I mean, I don't know. It's like a puzzle basically. It's like a puzzle <laughs> rhythm game. Really? That's really what punch out is. Right. But like dark I... souls of puzzle games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you yeah, got it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not that bad. I just think it's kind of weak in comparison to the rest. And I, I will stand. I think the Wii is the best one for sure. I no, think it I have yet to play right. the Wii version of it, but it's fun. It's I, great. Yeah, playing the original NES and playing the Super SNES, like I, I, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to argue your opinion, but I yeah. disagree. You can fight Donkey Kong. Well, there's some charm to that. Yeah. Also, hello, Randy, sister. Hi, sorry, sister. Oh, mine. Also. Some of it could be done by I played the NES punch out, then the Wii punch out, then the NES, then the Wii, and then Super. So it being the last one, like it, I think like a lot of Super Nintendo games have some growing pains, and I think that's definitely one of them. And I noticed that a lot. Like I, I think Super Mario World's fine. I just don't think it's like the best. Like a lot of people do. I think it has a lot of good ideas with it. That's fair. But yeah, so I did that. I was, um, I'm actually I'm playing through Kirby's Dreamland three now because I've never played that, and it's really fun. 
mean, and it's, it, all the Kirby I, to me, at least, just like feels like Kirby. Yeah, like, but like Kirby. that one's really like the the things they did with the art style are really interesting in that one because like I went in like knowing like it has like that pastel aesthetic, except sometimes just like pixelated characters show up. It's kind of funny. Oh, weird. So yeah. like I have uh this is one hundred percent nostalgia goggles by the way. All right. My favorite Kirby is Kirby on sixty four. I agree, actually. Oh, okay, cool. So it's not just nostalgia goggles. I'm right. Ha ha. No. <laughs> no. I need to like do a full full playthrough. It has a lot again, it has a lot of growing pains, but that's just how series go. Um I definitely hold that one high regards. Uh Kirby Planet Robo Bobot. Robo 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 Robot. Yeah. Robo Yeah. Um I think that one's really good. I don't know if you played that. I don't you didn't do much 3DS, did you? No, I did not do much 3DS at all. Uh, honestly, I'd say it's one of the best VDS games, period. Oh. It's really solid. That's um, very high praises. Yeah. I'm trying to think, Kirby, because, like, a lot of them, like, Star Allies, I like, but it, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's just, it's, like, a fun Kirby game. It's not, like, anything exceptional. Okay. It's fun to play as the old Kirby characters, but that's just nostalgia stuff. <laughs> right. Well, it's kind of like one of those hot takes that I have. Like, I actually have a weird special place in my heart for uh, uh, Mega Man X Command Missions. Which is like the only Mega Man that's a turn-based game. What about Bound Network? No, uh, th- that's Grid. This is straight up uh, like Final oh, Fantasy gotcha. style turn-based. Gotcha, gotcha. But I think it's because like I remember getting it on GameCube, like not knowing what it was at all, and then being disappointed that it wasn't an action game, and then playing it more, and then like really getting invested into like the super anime style uh, storyline that it has on it. I mean. Honestly, I, I'm not gonna like fault say like that's bad or anything. I definitely have like a lot of those two. Um, I love the Felix the Cat game, but I don't think it's actually that particularly great. It's just a really solid Felix platform. Felix the Cat, NES. Or do, are you trying to think of who Felix the Cat is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. No, oh, that is Heathcliff. Yeah. Or Garfield. Felix the Felix the Cat. The wonderful, wonderful. Well, Felix cat. is like not doesn't share any space with Garfield or. <laughs> he, he said, is, "Yeah, well, Dry said orange cats." So that's just into my mind. I mean, his—I think he's almost a hundred years old now. Quite frankly, wow, he should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not doing anything with them, so in some ways, he is dead. <laughs> All right. Well, like I guess another good example of that is like uh, it wasn't particularly good, but for a little while there, it's the only new thing we had to play, and I think we got we got to the last level, but we never beat it. Was like Porky Pig the game. <laughs> Oh yeah, that oh, was the same, fucking like the crazy well animated one. Porky yeah. Pig game. Yeah, there's a Porky oh, the Pig game for uh, for the SNES, and it was animated really well. But it was such a it was a dumb platformer game where you just like go through all the different um, Looney Tune tropes in there. Like, yeah, it was uh, super fun. Yeah, like if you like platformers, it's probably great. But like, I have weird memories of it where like I didn't necessarily like it, but I wanted to see the ending of it, so I just kept playing it. <laughs> I hate this game. I better keep going. I mean, when you're a kind kid, of, yeah. you get you have a game, and if you yeah. don't play it, you yeah. don't play it. It's not like like yeah. now I have fifty games I haven't played. But when you're a kid, you're like, oh man, I have Pokemon Diamond for the Game Boy. <laughs> I better play it. <laughs> I, oh Christmas my god! Christmas, I got a full time. <laughs> yeah. Although sometimes I still do. Oh fucking! I played through the entirety of Cartoon Network's Battle Crashers, and that is such a terrible wow. game. Man, how does it make you feel? I mean, oh. <laughs> I think it would be. I think fair. that's one of the worst Switch games I've played. To yeah. be fair, it was one of the few games that worked on a dial-up c- connection that was an MMO, so all of us could play it together. 
but I think we have an embarrassing amount of hours just mining on RuneScape. I cooked a lot of chicken. <laughs> he cooked a lot of chicken. I did. I mined a lot of ore. Um, <laughs> I think Brian did a bunch of fishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just cooked a lot of things. I was good at cooking. I was really good at mining. I was really close. I think I was at Mithril at yeah. one point in time. I was like level one fighter, but I was like a level seven. <laughs> like I was like a level seventy uh, Smith or uh, Smith or something like that. Yeah, you know what? Actually, what? the thing you keep saying is you've been trying to find an MMO to where the entire point of it is the side jobs of MMOs. RuneScape is your fucking MMO. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It's on Steam now, even. I guess for context for anyone listening or the others in here, um, my friends have been trying to get me into like an MMO or any like those online games because you know then it's like a game we can all play together and all that. Um, I just can't get into MMOs because like I never really care for the combat in them. It doesn't help. A lot of them are like action RPG, and I quite hot take. I don't really like it. I don't know <laughs> why it's an a hot RPG. take, but. Yeah, RuneScape is you could just fish forever. Yeah, if you want, that's that you can just great. make that be your thing. But yeah. I cooked a lot of chicken. <laughs> he did. But uh, my friend, if it's any <laughs> consolation, I really hate ARPGs too. That's good. I just I kind of <laughs> mine. It's for me. It's literally just I don't like. I can't think fast enough. <laughs> yeah, for us it was that, and a game that could very much just be a mobile game at this point in time. But I think it just died. Was a game called King's Quest that we used to play. Based Games off the DOS Quest. game? It wasn't a DOS, it was a browser game. Like, y- you would uh, kind of, like, just have these buttons to, like, build your kingdom, and then you'd fight against other kingdoms. That's... Oh, yeah! yeah! It was all text-based, so you just, like, read on the screen what you were doing. Hmm. Yeah, it was like, like, it was like a text-based, oh. like, mobile game. like multi-user, yeah. multi-user dungeons. Yeah. It, it technically kind of was a MUD, but it wasn't dungeons. Like, you were just building kingdoms. Hmm. So like you would have like an entire empire that you're trying to build up and you'd start as like a small village and try to build up and like you're basically the king of that empire. Yeah, we played a lot of that actually. Yeah. Like too so much it was of the one. multi-user rat experiment. Probably, yeah. Whatever that means, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz yeah, it it technically wasn't a mud cuz you were never in a dungeon, you were just building armies. I was calling back to that the rat experiment discussion earlier. Of the mouse. Oh, rats! <laughs> oh, rats! I thought you said rat. Yeah, yeah. like radical. Yeah. Oh no, no, I meant rat like the rodent. Yeah. Oh, oh. rat like radiation. <laughs> that was a pity laugh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but yeah, well, there, you got a pity a- laugh. I, I stammer. <laughs> there was a lot of weird little browser games and like MMOs that we tried whenever we were growing up. I mean, if you do that, I've played the fuck out of so many Flash games. Yeah, yeah. especially. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so here's another thing that I found out recently that you guys may want to know is um, Flash is going away in December. However, uh, Newgrounds actually made their own player that emulates Flash, so that we can actually play it on their own Newgrounds player. Yeah, that's weird. So you can like watch all their old Why, videos. You can play all their funny. old games. Huh. And there's also like a bunch of people archiving all the Flash games and yeah, Flash that movies. There oh. was this uh, thing um, that where uh, it was uh, a, a parody of the various different consoles that put out like a bunch of minis. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like a it looked like a mini beige compact, and it was supposed to be the Newgrounds mini. And I was so pissed when I read further and found out it was actually a parody article, not a real thing. <laughs> God damn it. 
Dang it, I can't play Shooting Bush 2007. <laughs> yeah, what no, I wanted to play <laughs> all those browser games that I used to play when I was at my first internet service provider job back in the early 90s. I'm going to say, most of them probably Jesus. are not as good as you remember, even <laughs> though they probably are not being good. There are a couple no, that like, are really good. No, I know, yeah, like Fancy Pants and all those are... Uh, yeah. yeah. You can buy that on Steam. Nice. Um, so Speaking I got a steam. There's like a, a Sega is putting out a, like a, a bunch of like free little crappy partially developed mini games lately as part of their anniversary thing. Oh yeah, they are. They? Also, you can get nights for free. I heard. Yeah. I, I tried and I gave them my email and they never gave me the code. So I think they just own <laughs> my email now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so like the Epic game store really strategy. Good. Yeah. Um, so there is a, uh, there's not a lot of movies coming out to theaters as many of you probably know. Um, but there is one really, really terrible looking horror movie coming out. Um, it's rated R for to, in its defense, but it just looks bad still. What do you mean in its defense? Looks like a lot of people are like, oh, a terrible horror movie must be PG-13. Oh, okay, so like okay. if it's R, then that kind of adds like a Then it's just straight up bad. Then it's just bad. <laughs> but like R rating adds some legitimacy to a horror movie. Um, yeah, PG-13, they can't get away with anything like good or scary actually has to be really creative basically. yeah no coral yeah. looks pretty scary well that's i was gonna say there are some really creative pg-13 and pg rated horror movies that they did a good job with because like they worked with what they had no, and like robbie they suck they all yes. suck oh so lights up bad sam <laughs> yeah it's not very good Coraline's bad yeah Coraline's bad sam that's pg i just remember um i remember watching lights out in the theater and then just Kept quoting it. Lights out. Saying Monster House is <laughs> bad now? Monster House is. Are, it's average. Okay. Light, lights out for everything. What are you, what are you talking about? Lights out. <laughs> Heads up, seven up. Yeah. Nobody ever said lights out. Is there out a horror movie out. about that? Kind of, truth or dare. That's not heads up seven up at all. Close enough. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> ever says lights out and lights up. out, but that's. It's the fucking. Uh, the namesake. <laughs> it's like when you like clap. But no, like every now and then, like lights out. Also, I, it's supposed to be really rare. fucking spooky when the lights go out. I will admit it's rare that there's good horror movies that are PG-13 or PG, but it does happen every now and then. But it, it adds legitimacy yeah. because they can get away with like showing actual murder. Or I guess not actual murder. They can get away with showing like blood and guts and things like that in an R-rated compared to PG-13. Actual murder. Yeah. Straight up murder. I'm only going to watch Cannibal horror Holocaust. movies if there's real fucking murder. <laughs> Ask Cannibal Holocaust. They'll tell you all about it. But anyway, <laughs> in the uh, honor, I guess, in of Halloween, um, I want to play some of this trailer audio for you. Probably not illegal. I don't know. <laughs> That's not how that works, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Article 13 just, will just decide. Mute, mute it in the VOD if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's called The Empty Man. Uh, enjoy listening to some of this audio. Okay. Once it, it starts would, playing, it would help if <laughs> I thought that was part of it. Here we go. <laughs> hey, wait. We gotta try it. Try what? Calling the empty man. Where's the empty <laughs> man? Some of this ganja. If you're on a bridge wait. and you find a bottle, you blow into it. 
And you think about the empty man. <laughs> oh, come on, Mandy. How old are you? Tell me the rest. On the first time you hear him. And on the second night, you see him. And on the third night? You well, on die. the third night, he finds you. <laughs> okay. You can hear him, can't you? Squirming his way into your thoughts. Like a disease. And his message is contagious. The empty man, 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 the empty man. Okay. 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 I hope Tommy White. So I'm getting um. empty man. So I gotta say, I'm getting um some bye bye man vibes from this. Yes, that movie so fucking so awful. It is so bad. Why would you call the empty man like? Why did she tell him to? Yeah, I don't understand the upside of calling the empty man. Hey, you guys want to commit suicide in a really creative way? <laughs> They're already on the bridge. <laughs> like, the thing I like about it is, like, if you happen to be on a bridge and you happen to see an empty bottle, blow into it. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the best part is just... The empty man, 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 the empty man. Going to see them. <laughs> In fact, I think that should just be the score is just them doing that the whole time. It's just the empty man, the empty man, the empty man, the empty man. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems awful. So I really want to see it. No. Yeah, I got to see Don't it. Support bad movies. I'm supporting theater. No, you're not. <laughs> you're supporting your own self interest. What's the difference? <laughs> it, it what makes like, bad movies i know i do it might be like that time that uh dry walked in whenever i was walk- watching um wait let's set stalker this is this weird start <laughs> <laughs> i had to pull my pants up my ankles up. <laughs> um no like this movie called death stalker and it's bad it's really bad but dry heard me chuckling while i was watching it and just like walked in during a scene where he had to like wrestle an, a- an Amazonian woman in like an actual <laughs> WWE style stage, like a full on ring, yeah, a full on ring, and there's like <laughs> ring uh, ring babes that were like putting up the round numbers and everything. It, it was dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb, but god damn it, I laughed so hard watching it. Who fucking greenlit that goddamn thing? Someone who wanted to make fun of the original. <laughs> because the fun fact is that that was the or the second movie. The first one tried to take itself seriously, and it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the empty man. No. Bye bye. Why is man. It so empty? <laughs> I don't know. It's so only about a bottle. What does he need? To, do you just is that the, the empty? That's the climax. Like... Is they just fill him? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get away from the curse. You just fill the bottle with some water. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> no one thought of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take this, Mister Empty. Actually, <laughs> my other guess is the the board him yeah. off. You have to get a bunch of bottles, and you have to like start yeah. being like. And then you have to play music to him. 
Aw, <laughs> uh, he's not such a bad guy. He's just dehydrated. Yeah, then he starts like <laughs> dancing all over. Just... And then she in the bottles that they can do the cantina theme. It just ends with him dancing to <laughs> So yeah, that looks dumb. Yeah, yeah, really, really dumb. I don't watch horror movies anyways, but I'm gonna super not watch that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, I guess I have a question for you. Have you been watching anything? Uh, well, today I just finished the second season of The Boys. Nice. That, that is a great series. So good. So fun. I mean, there are there are so many um, like you know superhero options out there, and ones that you know try to be a little bit more off color. But like The Boys, like you know, like the. I figured that, like, when I was going to, when I first watched the first season, I kind of had this thing in my head of, all right, just brace yourself. This might be another shitty try at um, The Watchmen. And then <laughs> uh, after I got done with the first season, I'm like, no, this is going on the shelf next to The Watchmen. This is, this is good stuff. Um, the Watchmen, this. I had four. <laughs> <laughs> but the second season I think like fit in a lot more obvious parallels to, to current social commentary. Yes. In a yeah. pretty um, in a pretty amusing 100%. way. <laughs> like uh and like uh, I'm not gonna issue any spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. But but the um the that female sen- senator um was to to me like an obvious uh ocasio cortez yeah copy 100 percent, almost a look alike <laughs> yep. yep and yeah. um boy there's this one special superpower that like you know again i'm not going to issue spoilers about but you know there, there's one particular uh guy who uh you know, unfortunately, I don't think he's ever going to really get his day in that show. But, you know, it's the dude with that special superpower in the asylum partway through the second season. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's the power to pants people with his mind. Close. <laughs> yeah, I mean... real close. Oh, Some people say that your mind is in that appendage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's real, real weird. Real fucking weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really uh, the most uh, the most I've heard about this show is it's like super anti-capitalism and that's hilarious considering it's on Amazon Prime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's fucking huge and like broke statistic numbers of like people watching it. Yeah, but no one's gonna learn. No, no, it's not <laughs> about learning. It's about being like, yeah, they do suck. Oh, anyway. No, it's, it's satire. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, just... I mean, you might as well you might as well criticize the Dead Kennedys for having a label been on a label. Well, they kind of created the label themselves, though, so... (laughs) (laughs) But they participated in the society that they criticized. So you're... Yeah, no opinions allowed if you're in a society. Yeah. (laughs) There's a Black Mirror episode about that. (laughs) Simpsons did it first, I can guarantee. Oh, yeah. Simpsons did it! Simpsons did it! That always makes me laugh because it really, when the people like unironically say Simpsons did it, it really shows me they don't actually know what the Simpsons was about because it was a critique on the American society yeah. all the time. Yeah. So when people <laughs> like Simpsons did it, it's like, 
yeah, because we haven't progressed as a society from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a sadder commentary on society that yeah. Simpsons did it 20 years ago, and it's still relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh, what been anything else? Uh. Well. Uh. Sam convinced me to finish watching um, The Witch. Like, uh, I had uh, originally watched it, like, maybe a year or two ago. But there was a point in the movie where, like, the, the, the father was saying, well, that's it. I'm going to have to break his jaw. And I stopped it right there because I did not want to see the jaw get broken. But um, it turns out that never happened anyways. And I finished watching it. And I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Black Phillip is the. I thought like one of the That's biggest things that like I think we were already talking about this maybe um, last week or, or a few weeks ago about you know the whole the less is more concept where it's what you don't see that really uh, that really brings things out. And right. in that yeah. movie, I thought mm -hmm. that there were a lot of very specific moments where they don't show you what's going on that like depending on how you interpret it, could change the entire tone of the movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think that it does that not to its detriment, because I think in a lot of times, like, a movie will be like, well, you could show this, but they're deciding not to, because, you know, want to keep a mystery. But, like, the movie, pretty much in the first ten minutes, tells you exactly what that fucking movie's about. Yeah. And then right. everything else is like, you get to see exactly what all of the other characters are seeing. Yeah, well, it, like you straight up know from a certain, you know, there, there's no, it's not one of those movies where like at the end of the movie, all of a sudden it turns out there was no such thing as magic. It was all just, you know, a giant mind fuck head game type thing. No, right. I mean, you know, straight up there's actual like, you know, sinister powers and, and stuff like that. But I thought that with the way that certain details were hidden, the big dilemma, the thing that, that keeps you talking with other folks that also saw the movie is whether or not these, these people in question were really like influenced by the, by the devil himself into being terrible people as in they would have been all right if the devil just left them alone or if the devil was just riding them because they were shit people that were going to fall apart anyways. And he right. was just coming along to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The main story I have about that movie is I tried showing it to my mom once. I completely <laughs> forgot that there's that scene at the beginning with the baby kidnapped, and then it just shows yeah. uh, that woman like with the mortar and pedestal, and there's blood in there. That's what mortar and pedestal. But yeah, like I cannot handle this movie. It sounds yeah. like no. Well, First ten minutes. Well, oh no, for like different reasons. The first ten minutes are like yeah, really it never gets genuinely gory, but you know they imply a lot it, of it stuff. It never that shows anything. Like it just shows you. her with the with that, and like there's blood inside of it. It never like shows anything too graphic. But from what my experience is, gore isn't really E's problem. It's the tension part. Like right. when something gets yeah yeah yeah, and this movie is fucking tension. Yeah, this the entire yeah. movie is huge amount of tension. Considering he couldn't handle Midsummer, which is just tension. Basically, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I uh, tried showing my mom that movie because I thought she'd like it. I completely forgot about that scene, and so whenever that scene popped up, she's like, "Turn it off, can't watch it." And I was like, "Oh, sorry, I completely forgot about it. Doesn't matter. Turn it off. <laughs> You're grounded. Go to your room, <laughs> mom. I'm twenty. I'm twenty-seven. Doug, care. Go to your room. <laughs> Think about what it. 
it's like, all right, I tried to tell her, it's really, it's really a slow movie. Nothing like this happens ever again in the movie. Don't, don't care. Can't watch it. Sounds like me. It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. When my oldest was four years old, that reminds me of a, uh, of a moment like, uh, where like my wife's dad was was over and he usually just turns on the science fiction the sci-fi channel and just watches whatever's on and for god knows what reason in the middle of the day they were running like um john carpenter's the thing and (laughs) that movie like i like i can't watch that like body horror really gets to me like uh, that's paramount like gore factor on me but um uh so I'm uh, coming around the corner and my four-year-old is standing in front of the television and one of the dogs is splitting in four directions into this meat flower. (laughs) And my son looks at me and says, Dad, what's happening to the dog? And he's only four. (laughs) And I'm like, the dog is telling us to shut the TV off is what? (laughs) Good answer. I shut the TV, you know, like I I immediately switched it to – Oh, it's to, to Cartoon Network. Good choice. And like something like yeah, Ben 10 was on. Totally like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, we're not ready for this. But like about three years later, it doesn't matter anyways because his mom's a big Walking Dead fan. And she's just watching that show while my kid's sitting there like eating popcorn and watching it with her. And I can't watch that show because <laughs> like uh, the, I don't know, like the zombie cannibalism stuff that they always dip into grosses me out. But he has um he's a total horror fan now himself and he's fifteen at this point. Nice. That's cool. That kind of reminds me of the conversation we were having on the podcast about how we're like a lot of people don't see violence as the bad thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Cause yeah, we were having that conversation about um how violence is like pretty much okay in all American media. But you're not allowed to right. cuss while there's violence. You're not allowed to show sex while there's violence. And right. I had this Haven't conversation. Haven't a nipple show. Yeah, exactly. But if little Timmy sees a nipple or he, he hears someone cuss, he may just lose it. Uh, <laughs> but I was talking to a guy because I was uh, whenever I was in job, I was roommates with a guy that was from Great Britain, and he was trying to become a movie producer at some or movie director at some point in time. And uh, he was saying that he never understood American media because. Like violence is apparently okay, but sex isn't, which doesn't make any sense to him because sex is a very natural thing that a lot of people do. Well, again, but like, not everybody was going to go out and start murdering people. Yeah. But again, it's only some violence, and it's yeah. often the worst violence. First, which is yeah. always yeah. hilarious. It's usually gun violence that's okay in PG thirteen rated movies, as yeah. long as they don't show blood. Yeah, well, you can't show blood. They can't show that they died from being shot with a yeah. gun. Yeah, just there's a lifeless body that may have life in it still. Who knows? Well, did <laughs> any of you guys ever see like uh, the old GI Joe cartoons where everyone's like got guns and there's blue lasers and blue yeah. lasers everywhere? Yeah. No one ever gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Yeah, and the A Team was like that too. That was a big show when I was a little kid, and um, like you know, there were always like gunplay and gun battles, but. By the end of it, no one ever got shot, and the bad guys were all like, you know, roped up and, and handed off to the authorities before they could ever catch the A team, too. Yeah, that's just how it works. I remember yeah. seeing one episode of the A team whenever I was a little kid, and I even I knew it was ridiculous back then. Like, they built a go kart using sticks, 
and a bed sheet that basically made a go-kart that they were driving. Like, they were just using wind power to, like, drive down the road at, like, 50 miles an hour. And I got, like, hour. Fred Flintstone ass running down, the- <laughs> chasing a tank. But there's that, and then another guy took the uh, the heater line off of a washer and turned it into a flamethrower. And he didn't kill anybody with the flamethrower. He was just keeping him away from the house. Because apparently this yeah, board is You're talking about MacGyver. Here. No, this is the A-team. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like some MacGyver shit. Everything. Because with oh, MacGyver, man. they um, uh, they would always like leave out a few things in the invention process so people wouldn't try that shit at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like this, but like their inventions were just completely nonsense. Bonk. Yeah, it was. Completely yeah, it nonsense. was Saturday morning cartoon bullshit for sure. Yeah, but with real people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the eighteen is basically a cartoon. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like there's that. There's also a scene in there wherever like uh, someone's talking shit to Mr. T, and so he grabs a post with like a it had to be like a four by four. This thing had to be at least like four or five inches thick on both sides. Just rip like instead of ripping it out of the ground, he breaks it in half and like is holding the sign at him like you got something to say to me. And the guy just walks away from him. <laughs> As I feel like any normal human would after seeing someone break a signpost in half. Yeah, breaking basically a small tree worth of a signpost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like it's not like he hits it or anything. He just like grabs it and then it rips yeah. or rips it in half. Like so, everything yeah. about that show is ridiculous. Um. Yep. So yeah, is that, is that all you've been watching, sir? Uh, sir. <laughs> I work for a living. Damn it, <laughs> sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Bro, buddy, bro, guy, senor. Well, uh. Yeah, I think that's about it. Like, uh, I'm about like uh, the, there's a also on Amazon Prime. There's a show called Utopia about like a uh, oh, comic book that might be no, no. a different <laughs> Utopia. Apparently, <laughs> I think we I think uh, this was brought up uh, a couple of episodes back too. But um, I guess it's about like some some kids that are fans of a comic book that seem to predict actual like disease events. Oh, I'm about like two or three episodes deep into that, and uh, but I need to pick it back up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I mean that's about it. And I think uh, well, as far as video games are concerned, like I've just been dipping into some older games that I've had because of Halloween events, like uh, Borderlands Three. Oh yeah, yeah. Borderlands had one. Fun. Like Destiny Two has one going on. Dump some time into those. Nice. And uh, there's also a uh, a really good patch that was put out for Ghost of Tsushima that introduces a co-op mode, a couple of different gameplay modes that are apparently getting really solid reports from from other players. And uh, I'm looking forward to New Game Plus. Yeah, I've I've heard some really good things about it. I personally have been waiting to play it on a PS5 eventually. Is yeah. Ghost of Shima, the like Japanese style Dark Souls game, not Dark Souls. No, it's not Dark Souls. Um, uh, as it's um, it, it's got some parallels in that, like uh, it is melee heavy, but um, like parrying and whatnot. It's not quite so much like guesswork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like some of the tells are kind of complicated on when you're supposed to parry and dodge, um, and whatnot. 
but it's not like it's not a it's not a terribly hard game, and it's also not extremely unforgiving either. Gotcha. Because like it seems to be that a big characteristic of a of a Souls game is that um, if you fuck up, you're going to get punished really, really, really hard for it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And um, there there are some like isolated duels that are like uh, events that usually play out. They have a lot of um, like preamble as you're entering the the dual space that. Uh, clearly parallels influences like from Akira Kurosawa and all the Chimbara movies from the 50s and 60s out of Japan. And it's all done in such wonderful homage that like, there's no way I could recommend it more. Like every duel you get into um, can be uh, really parallel to like some of your favorite fight scenes from, from any of these movies in the past. Yeah, even so much so to where there is a Kurosawa mode and it turns everything black and yep. white and it changes yep. the audio channels down and like it's... Hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I was thinking of Neo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Neo yeah. is Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. just fucking... Yeah, or, Neo um, is Dark Souls. It's also super high fantasy with magic and shit, whereas... Uh, really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard. Apparently to fully... Like, from what I've heard, at least, you have to play that game three times in order to actually completely understand the storyline. <laughs> Because, like, there's, like, Neo these weird demons. Huh? Neo or Ghost of Neo. Okay. Because I guess with that yeah. one, uh, there's, like, these demons that speak to you in this foreign language, and oh, you have to beat yeah. it three times in order to actually get the subtitles to understand what they're saying. Ah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're into you that shit, yeah, I guess. Sakura. Also, you're not allowed to play that game how you want. You're not allowed to use safe states or every internet nerd will yell at you, I learned. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the internet nerds yeah. are for. Yeah. How else will we know how to do everything correctly if they don't yell at us? <laughs> That's true. Congratulations. You played yourself. But <laughs> honestly, I'm gonna say you you're you're kinda of selling me on the ghost of Susino. It really sounds I've heard cool. really good things about it. You know, like it like I think um for like I like open world games and even the bad ones, but this one hits all the, the right notes. Nothing ever feels too far apart. I never felt any of the side quests were, um, you know, were, were drudge work. All of the side quests gave you exposition on the supporting characters um, in the movie. And I think the game shines even more for people that are, you know, that have watched a lot of um, Kurosawa or other, you know, Japanese samurai movies from the 50s. Where like there's you understand a bit more about the culture of the time, about like how heavy honor um, and doing things in an honorable fashion was incredibly critical to the lives of like you know the upper class uh, in the country at the time. Mm -hmm. So like the game itself is super fun to play, but it's one of the best told stories I've seen in a while. And like nothing I've played this entire year has pushed it out of its spot as number one game of the year for me. So if 2020 gets over with anything else coming out not being as good, like pretty much Ghost of Tsushima is going to be my game of the year for this year. Wow. Ooh, but did you play Clubhouse 51 where you can play 51 board games? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you heard him. What if you could play chess against the computer? And lose, because it's really hard to be confused at chess. No, yeah, um... I, I've been through that. I've been through that with the Atari. It's cool. I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Think... Uh, you are selling me on that game. I'm a little wary since it's open world. I, I don't I think it's the type of open, open world, world you would enjoy, E, because it's not like a bunch of like markers on your map. Mm-hmm. Uh, your waypoint well, is that's literally it. the like, there's another the that's another thing about that game, like... you know, like because developers have this huge goal to try and reduce the UI as much as possible to try and leave like you know the not like the gamey elements out of your field of view, Make and it more um, that's another neat thing that you'll notice about that game is that the UI it like it it subtracts it from your view when it's not necessary in like this amazingly intuitive way. Um, the, the checkpoint system, or I should say the waypoint system rather, is like, you know, you, you blow a whistle or a flute or something really quick, and um, your, the, the wind will push through the grass and the trees in the direction you're supposed to go. Huh. And, yeah. you know, there's no, there's, no wait, there's no pointers that come up unless you want them to. You can set that in the settings. I found it wasn't necessary. It's great. Neat. It's the, it's the kind of open world I think you would enjoy. Maybe I mean, I I basically played a bunch of I played like two spectrums of open world where I played like Breath of the Wild and I played Skyrim, right? And yeah. not much in betweens, but right. um, even be Breath of the similar, Wild. Would it be similar to like Horizon? Because I feel like that was a good <laughs> open world. Like in a way no. that I didn't feel like it's it was good. too big to be overwhelming. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're the only one here who hates that game, Drea. Yeah, because it's fucking. Yeah, even I don't well, hate maybe... that game, and I haven't played it. <laughs> maybe you were bad. Did you ever think of that? No. Yeah. yeah. Horizon good. is definitely one of my favorite games as well. Ooh. Right. Right after Ooh. I talked about how everyone against Drea. The internet sucks because it tells people the game. Good. You know. You know what? No. What if you know. A horizon that you just fucking climb rocks you want to climb. Down. <laughs> is that just what you want from an open world game? Is the ability to climb? Yes. Okay. If I ever make an open world game, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, like, I did uh, a lot. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot. Probably about like you know three or four different nights of um, Division Two multiplayer with Sam, and I think we spent like twenty minutes encircling this one area where it looked like we had quest pointers going to. Because we couldn't get inside, mm-hmm. and like there was like piles of garbage that we could have normally climbed over, and we spent twenty minutes bitching at this game because it wouldn't let game us logic. pile like climb these trash piles to get inside. And see, I'm less bothered mm-hmm. th- about that because there's nowhere it's... in the game where you climb a thing. Mm-hmm. It's so. But in Horizon, you climb some of. things, but you can't climb <laughs> what they don't want you to climb. But you're Whatever. like this fucking special force or whatever, and you're and you can do all this shit. Even you can't the garbage find, smelly, Sam. You, you want to touch you the garbage? Fucking, you're gonna just be playing in the garbage there. You can't fucking crouch, and you can't fucking go prone, and you you can't fucking climb over some stupid fucking garbage. Why would you go prone ever? What game are we talking about now? No, and like there's fences. One, you have to go prone in Club Fifty One. Right, right, yeah, in the turtle. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure that chess piece will let you climb the wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you throw it on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll give. I might. Well, I'll say I'll give Ghost of Tsushima. You don't have a PS4. I'll put it. Oh, is it only on PS4? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. 
<laughs> well, it's on yeah it's on yeah, ps4 like but it's uh it's gonna be upgraded for ps5 as well i heard i don't i'm not getting that either but uh you know maybe <laughs> i'll just break it to dry's house and play it one day yeah yeah, it's fine. yeah well you know the like at least with the way that a lot of um very extremely proprietary sony games have made their way onto the pc you might just need to be a couple of years patient and it'll pop out then. That is Man, true. Like, <laughs> I, I did buy Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4, but as soon as it came out on PC, I bought it on PC and that's mostly what I've been playing it on. Have your PS4 then? Yeah. I think <laughs> I put like 50 more hours on the PC than I did the PS4. Right. Nice. I do that. But there's that. I, I, it makes me want to actually play uh, Death Stranding even more. Because like I heard people saying like yeah it's just basically a walking simulator so if you like a lot of storyline then you can, you'll like that game but otherwise it's like well I you like know, story here's stuff. one thing know. you have to have a high tolerance for I will probably like it there's one thing you need to have a high tolerance for is Kojima's bullshit because <laughs> that game have is a high packed to the fucking gills to it with it and I've it's got a good pretty good tolerance for Kojima's bullshit and it's all right for it but you know. Um, it's like a lot of the, the flavor text, some of the, um, uh, like the little text things you pick up that, that add some flavor. It, it's, it's weirdly sanctimonious, um, in places with criticizing, uh, current society and whatnot. And, yeah, um, it up. takes a real pretentious, uh, high road to, um, describing like the theory of why people play games and whatnot, and you know me being a philosophy major in, at college right now, it was just kind of super super eye rolling, and it got yeah. even more eye rolling when um, I would pop on the internet and like see these like you know twenty something dropouts go go on and on about how this game gave them a major epiphany about life. I'm like, man, go back to your fucking McDonald's day job and stop. So, you, so you're you. saying me as a monkey brain might enjoy the philosophical terms. If you go on the internet and explore them a bit further and make your monkey brain go up to like fan, like ape brain, then <laughs> maybe yeah, no man. Do that. That's no, great. Monkey brain want banana. <laughs> monkey brain want color. <laughs> I think I like animation so much. It stimulates the color. Yeah. The, the, like, I thought I was going to hate the game because it was, like, walking simulator. But, like, to, like, all, like, I get into, like, weird grindy shit um, yeah. when it's fun. And, like, I had a lot of fun, like, uh, plotting out the quickest ways to get back and forth to do deliveries and shit. So, like, as far as the whole, like, post-apocalyptic FedEx man um, part of it goes, um, that's got some actual fun game to it right does it ever feel like not a fetch quest the whole goddamn game is like a giant fetch quest with occasional <laughs> bursts Unless of violence you cannot climb everything i'm kind of in because i honestly really want a game where you play as like a pizza delivery man and it sounds like that's basically what you do yeah you will literally, literally deliver pizza, deliver pizza at a point in that game oh, so there's some how long to does it take to. to deliver the how long does it take till you can deliver a pizza um, you got to deliver pizza a few times at a, uh, at a couple of like, you know, key points throughout the game and in order to get like the, the complete, um, roster of bunkers, like you've uh -huh. got to keep on top of the delivery, the pizza delivery part. And it's tricky too, because <laughs> you, with the pizza that you have to bring, you can't just 
carry it, you have to lay it flat. And if right, you trip right. and fall or something, the pizza will get fucked up in the box and you won't get Ooh. full score. <laughs> and you'll get mad and have to restart it. Nice. For half a second, I thought you were going to say in order to get the true ending, you have to deliver the pizzas. <laughs> deliver, you have to deliver 20 pizzas until the high. No, I got to like. Um... <laughs> but is there a dog ending? What? I think that's only Simon I don't think there's too. a dog in the game. Like dogs didn't make it into the post-apocalyptic uh, Death Stranding future. What do you think the pizza uh, that's because the That's because the dogs are fucking the masters. Everyone's comment. That's a fun. hell of a theory, no, Sam. Do. Yeah, Sam, I feel like you should probably restate that because I feel dogs fucking their masters is not what you're going for. What? Or that's exactly what she. Was going for. Or maybe it's exactly what she was going for. Wait, just, what did I say? You said dogs fucking their masters. <laughs> do you realize you said that, or is this? Just I don't think she did. Now? No. Just her brain right. flopping out now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I Sad thought she was going full bronze cat alcohol, and she's the one that's flipping out. Yeah, I had alcohol too. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I am referring to the dog ending in Silent Hill. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, I understood. It's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I... Finally, context. Now I'm assuming that dog didn't actually fuck anybody. No, it just was the well, mastermind behind everything. Yeah, he was mastermind behind everything. Therefore, he fucked everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so metaphorically speaking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My right. favorite part of that is actually inspired an indie game I like called Off to add a stupid ending where it's actually shown that apes are taking over the world and they're in UFOs. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> But the worst part is you have to like grind for ten hours to get this bad to get the stupid ending. <laughs> and like I was like grinding, I was like, oh because all I knew was there was a secret ending. I was like, oh maybe it'll answer all the questions I'm wondering about this game. So I was like, keep going and grinding for hours. <laughs> And then I got it. And then I asked my friend, I was like, wait, what the heck? He's like, yeah, it's based off the Silent Hill dog ending. And I was like, ah! Well, on top of that, Silent Hill also has a UFO ending, which is basically yes. like, despite everything that's happening, our alien just come out of nowhere and just like, uh, uh, just abduct your main character and fly away. There's no, like, there's no deeper meaning behind it. It's just like, they come like, whoa, what's all this? Who are you guys? Bonk. Then they fly off. No, yep. This one's literally like, it just cuts to black comes back to like a weird color screen <laughs> goes in the middle of the screen then a monkey jumps out he's like haha you have actually played into our hands the whole time <laughs> gets in the back of the ufo and leaves i kind of <laughs> like that I, like after like i got back and i was like okay this is just a silly ending i was like yeah it's a funny <laughs> ending but like when i was like spending so much time <laughs> getting this ending and i was just that i was like what because <laughs> yep. the game's actually like super serious other than that which i guess silent hill tries to be i don't know does it silent hill, silent hill 2 is very serious. serious yeah yeah so i guess that's the thing too but like it's like this serious game that deals with like mortality and a bunch of stuff and, yes, and like that's which, yeah i was <laughs> gonna like, say the I... thing about that too like because i'm replaying the first silent hill currently um i did find a couple easter eggs that i found interesting mm-hmm. like uh there's a bunch of stephen king references in that book Oh, I bet. Like, there's uh, Bachman Street, which is supposed to be, you know, uh, Richard Bachman, yeah, which was Richard his original Bachman. pen name. Uh, I found mm-hmm. a random garage door that had red rum written on it. Uh, there's a apparently- favorite. Yeah. God, I'll <laughs> complain about that till the cows come home. Yep. There's that. Uh, they had a shell station where the S was all messed up, and so it was a hell station, which apparently was, like, another thing from another uh, Stephen King thing. 
Uh, I think the store from Needful Things is randomly there, like the thrift store. Huh. Like, just uh, there's a whole bunch of references to a bunch of other horror movies that they have in just the first Silent mm-hmm. Hill alone. Right. Um, before we get too far into this, I'm going to talk about some stuff that I've been watching. All right. Um, <laughs> e, I have been holding off on talking about this for a while because you haven't been on the podcast. I watched Midnight Gospel. I was just watching like stars of that. I was like, man, I really need to tell Dry to watch the last episode again. <laughs> um, the one where he's talking to his mom. Yeah. Uh, made me cry. It, it was really, man. really sad. Okay, you want a really sad fact? Oh, she died after, didn't she? She died after that podcast and before the episode aired. Oh, uh, that's really depressing. But, I don't even know the context, and that's depressing. Um, so I think I told you about Midnight Gospel. Midnight Gospel is basically the creator's like podcast that he animated a bunch of stuff with. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he had like random people, and I love it for both the animation and the podcast. I think Dry is more interested in the podcast side. Yeah, more interested in the podcast side for sure. But um, I really wanted to watch the episode with his mom because I think that's one of the best like cinem- like animated things that's come out in a while. It's really well animated and it like fits thematically into what they're talking about cuz it's a lot of like how strong she is basically and like how you're supposed to deal with life and like he's really scared of what life is without her. And it gets like really really deep into like things that like maybe you don't want to think about. Yeah. But it's really good honestly. Um yeah. Um, the, the animation that accompanies it is basically like, cause she's dying from cancer during mm-hmm. the recording of the episode. Um, and according to E now, uh, she died before the episode was animated. Um, and yeah, it's basically her saying like, I, uh, the doctors told me I was going to die years and years ago and I haven't died yet. And she's like, well, I'm going to die someday. Everybody's going to die someday. Everybody's to learn to deal with it and move on and be happy in their own way. And that's what I'm doing. And like the episode basically ends with, I love you. Uh, I love you too. Like, that's kind of how it ends. So it's really sad. Yeah. It has (laughs) one of my favorite lines. I'm going to paraphrase it a bit, but it's like, what do you do when someone you love leaves you? And it's just, you cry. Yeah. And I just love that because it's so, there's no cutting corners. There's no getting, beating around the bush with it. It's just a real honest answer from mother to son. Yeah. And it's basically like the mom the entire time, just like trying to, help her son comes to terms with like, she's going to die soon. And it's really, really fucking depressing. Yeah. So definitely go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, is that, I'm pretty sure that's the last episode. Cause it ends with the bus, right? He gets on the bus. It's either that one or the one after that. That's I don't think, one. I think that's the last one. I don't know. It's not that important. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it was really good though. Yeah. Uh, that honestly sold the entire show for me. Good. Okay. Episode, I was so. really worried. Cause I, I, I noticed a lot. I'll tell you to watch the show and you like, Give it a try. It takes me a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm probably the worst about it, but if I didn't have such a weird work schedule, then I could probably fit more of this shit into my life. Yeah. You could arguably just listen to the gospel too, but you could listen to I it. I think yeah. it really adds to have the animation. Anyway, sorry. I, uh, yeah. I just um, gush. And then the things that ongoing watching is Supernatural finally started airing its last episodes for its last season. Nice. No, it was held it. off for forever. Like it would, it should have already been done this summer because of you know we're yeah. ending COVID, um it uh got postponed which is like really annoying because it had seven episodes left <laughs> um and so they finally started showing that again so catching up with that again kind of remembering the emotions that i was feeling during all of that is really weird because it also brings it back at like a nothing episode it brings mm-hmm. it back with just like 
uh, a can episode of like this just happens and it doesn't have anything to do with the main plot at all. Uh, Your favorite. Yeah. So that was a really weird episode to bring it back with, but it's it's good. I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. Uh, hey, as a as bad. a supernatural show like fan, how do you cope with the super terrible, awful, horrible super fans that that show has? Uh, I don't. I honestly, I'm like the biggest fan I know of Supernatural. I've not really met anybody in real life that's like, "How dare you that's not because, have a tattoo?" That's I mean, because you probably don't know many teen- teenage girls. Yeah, excuse- don't tell me how many teenage girls I know. No. Excuse me, Drott. <laughs> unlike, unlike you, Drott, I liked every episode I've seen of Supernatural. How many episodes? You've seen zero. <laughs> I've seen the Scooby Doo one. Oh yeah, I did show you the Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> that was great. Actually, I fell off of that show hard, and I just—I think a lot of people you know, did. Yeah, I think yeah. I fell off of that show around the second or third series season when it went from being like a really cool spin on, like it felt like the like what I missed from when X Files was good, where it was a bunch of like you know non-continuous. Um, like one-offs where they'd uh, tackle a variety of uh, you know myths that were pretty well known and not very well known, and then it got hung up on the continuity, and uh, I just stopped caring. I think the first yeah. you could watch the first five seasons of that show and get a really complete arc, honestly, to what that show is. Um, it had once it because it was supposed to be canceled after the fifth season, so they wrote it as an ending. Because the two main actors uh, really fucking hated each other and they got real, real pissed at each other and they refused to work together. And so they canceled it. And then, like, they became friends again. They're like, all right, bring the shit back. Um, And so they had to, like, write their way out of a literal fucking hole in the ground. (laughs) A literal giant hole in the ground. They had to write their way out of that. They go to hell? Yes. Literally, characters Mm -hmm. went to hell. Um, And they had to, like, find really insane ways to bring characters back and to get the story going again. And so I think season six stumbles a lot and like season seven and eight are pretty good. And then there's a like four seasons that sucked ass, honestly. Um, there's That's like a couple I seasons where you could literally just skip and miss nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But honestly, That's these last... That's a serious sunk class fallacy to sit through that, though. Yeah, I do that a lot, you might Yeah, like with these stupid Dark Tower books that you complain every single week. Oh, that's the same person. I bought an entire gallon of bleach. I can't stop at three shots. (laughs) Drano, just add cinnamon. Yeah, just add cinnamon. <laughs> Pumpkin spice bleach. <laughs> just alert, because like, you're like, ah, you know, I didn't really want to give the, it wasn't really going where I was thinking it was going after three episodes, and then you're like, yeah, I'm on like episode 947 of Supernatural. <laughs> Man, it sure fucking sucks. I do the same. I'm just, I think okay. Supernatural honestly like did uh, bring itself back out of the hole, because uh, Eric Kripke came back for a few seasons. He's also the uh, showrunner for The Boys. Um, I think he is actually when he's involved with his projects, they're really fucking good, and he, you can definitely feel like the love and the heart and the soul <clears> that he's put into them, and he actually cares about the storylines that are being told. Mm-hmm. Um, um, was he involved in the Scooby Doo? I think he was actually. Yeah, he All was right, involved cool. in the I love this guy episode. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, he's he came back for not this season or last season, but the two seasons before to set up for the ending, and those might be the two best seasons of the show entirely. Uh, they were just really, really good and felt really heartfelt hmm. and felt like it should have been an ending. Um, 
and then it didn't. Yeah, like he stayed through up through seasons one through five, and when he left is when it ended, and he didn't come back until the last until I think it was season um, twelve or twelve and thirteen, and that also felt like it should have been an ending. Yeah, they, well, meanwhile, there's the um, show producers that have demographic pores that say, "Nah, you can't let this shit end." Yeah, exactly. So he's basically like, "When I'm done with my story, I'm gonna leave again, just so you guys know." <laughs> And he's like, okay, fine. And then he left. And then they had an entire season to try and figure out what they're doing for the ending again. And then I think this last season has been really, really good so far, actually. Um, so some real hills and valleys. Is what yes. Saying. Yeah. Well, speaking like, of just, shows, just... Go ahead. Speaking of shows that should have died after, like, the fifth <laughs> season. The Simpsons. Um, so. so Dexter is apparently <laughs> coming back for, like, a... Uh, a season or something like that. Yeah, it's going. It's uh, um, what are they calling it? Uh, Dexter Two: The Dextering. No, it's a Dexterous. What do they call short-term series? Maybe Limited series. series. Limited series. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was so sad because I, really... I saw that and thought it was Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> Boy, would you be disappointed? I would. <laughs> I get sad anytime people talk about Dexter because my mind's like, oh, Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, you should just talk about the serial killer. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go on record here. I I'm not even kidding. I have had this idea for a Dexter, how they would bring Dexter back for years and years. I've told Liz about it mm-hmm. so many fucking times. Um, the way that I think, and if it's gonna be a limited series, then I think this is how they have to end it. Is the first couple episodes need to concentrate on Dexter going back into killing, and then he mm-hmm. meets his son because like it's been enough years now. His son yeah. is old enough. He's a teenager, and then Dexter somehow dies trying to defend his son, or the son kills Dexter. And now Dexter has, or Dexter's son is the main character, and Dexter is his like dark companion or whatever. That's how they need to yeah. keep going with the show. Yeah, they just like, Dee Dee, get out of my laboratory! Exactly! And <laughs> yeah. start stabbing her in the neck. Like, honestly, they need to get rid of Dexter as a character, make him in the background so he's still involved in the show in some way, but move mm-hmm. on with a new story. Also, sorry yeah. for taking that over, Sam. <laughs> I think. That's, that would actually be the best because obviously they teased at the son probably having issues because well, I don't even know if I want to go to spoilers. Because but whatever, uh, the last, witnessed... last seven seasons of that show sucked. So. I'm not gonna watch that. The last seven seasons of an eight season show sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you so... still watched all of them. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the old expression: when drinking bleach, keep going. Yeah, when drinking bleach, add <laughs> cinnamon. The old expression. maybe a little bit of nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> whatever rules of villain. Whatever other pumpkin, pumpkin spices you pumpkin need. Pumpkin spice bleach. <laughs> the whitest drink. Yeah, I think they have to bring back the. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been doing so many of these bringbacks. Like they had, um, what was it? The El Camino thing, which gave. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, which gave Jesse a, a little closure from Breaking, Breaking. Bad. I honestly, I didn't hate that. It felt unnecessary, but it was good for what it yeah. was. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but like you know, the way that it ended on an actual positive note, I felt like this isn't how it's supposed to go. Right. But, I think honestly, but that's okay. the, the ending that we're gonna really supposed to be having is gonna come with Better Call Saul. I think that's gonna give the downer ending that everybody really needs. <laughs> <laughs> In the year well, technically, I already got it, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Better Call well, Saul uh, is so much better than Breaking Bad, in my opinion. Just like the writing is way higher quality, I think. It was pretty yeah, good. Like I've only I seen haven't the first watched... season of that show, but it's what I saw of it was pretty good. Yeah. I haven't it's... watched that show yet because I hate prequels. I think the thing about it I is, though, it's not backwards. like... The thing isn't like, oh, I can't wait till they get to this thing. It's more of like, man, he really is fucked, isn't he? Like, he is so fucked in the head. Like, I think that's the part that's really good about it is just seeing this character you know is fucked and seeing exactly how he's fucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other things I've been watching is... Uh... Wait, did Sam finish what she was going to say? Oh, what were you talking about, Supernatural Sam? Or Dexter or something? Dexter. Just that it's a thing and that it's coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. to see what the fuck they're going to do with it. Yeah, I still don't and actually I hope they know do something with the sun because they have to. Yes, they literally have to. They have to add some sort of fucking closure to some plot line in that goddamn show. Because they'll probably yeah. shit no, out some way that the sun can spin off his own show and then see whether or not the demographic <laughs> boards like uh, uh, find some tone with it. Listen, I don't yeah. think Brandon is going to gum off as a good sci-fi or a good show. We have so many continuations and shit already i don't know i don't right. want more i could see i don't it. even watch them so i can't complain too i mean much, here's but... the thing when a limited series does really well it's no longer a limited series like x files and it came back it's supposed to be a six run limited series and it did really fucking well so like actually more x files guys kind of like the 4400 right yes yeah the they're, they're like 300 yeah they're basically like a test run and also fuck you the 4400 was so goddamn amazing nobody <laughs> sings the praises of that show nearly enough wait. i fucking loved that show well, well no, no i'm wait. just saying that directed at shut up i hate everybody that show's so good it didn't get enough love <laughs> i mean no i agree with you because like the reason i say that is because it was a limited run series that turned into an actual series yes it was really good i even bought the continuation novel uh, the only so the only one I could think of that wasn't like that is one that I really want to show you guys still is the night of because right. people have been wanting that to uh, be a continuation and they want extra seasons of that show and the creator keeps on saying no like I wanted to tell a story and I told my story that's it that this is off. the end of it yeah which there is a lot of respect to that of being yeah. like, this is exactly what I wanted to tell and I'm done like yeah. the the Witcher show on HBO or not Witcher uh the Watch show not the Watch the Watcher. Uh, Watchmen. Fuck. How did the Why is my brain so goddamn broken? The Witchman. Um, Watchmen. Like that was a limited series. Um, and HBO keeps like being like, we want to bring it back. And he's like, I no. don't want to be involved at all. So is the original creator with that? Or no, no, is no. It? He's okay. not involved at all. Um, but I think it somewhat has the blessing or something like that. I don't. I'm really sure. I don't know the behind the scenes of that. Yeah. Okay. I was, um, just, I, I was just curious about. I that. will say that it is a perfect continuation of the. The graphic novel, though. I still want to. I mean, future podcasts, of course. I still really want to see the movie coming. When we watch the just... movie, we're going to be watching the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Or I mean, the Snyder Cut <laughs> of the Watchmen. Yeah, Zack Snyder directed it. I was just like, I just think it would be really interesting because this doesn't. This really only has happened with Harry Potter, where I actually come in from reading the source before right. actually watching the movie. Yeah. Vich is the Vichman. Yes, yes. Vich is the Vachman. The other ongoing things I've been watching are more New Girl. I'm nearly done with that. I'm yeah. going to be singing its praises once I'm done with it. That show is really, really funny. Can't wait to see what the waitresses do. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Fargo season four is out right now. Dang. And oh, yeah, honestly, I'm watching Fargo. Chris Rock needs a fucking award. What? 
You heard me. Chris Rock. Rock's in it? Yes, he is in Fargo season four. He deserves every fucking award for his role. He is so goddamn good in the show. Man, I'm so far behind. <laughs> like, he is, he's honestly, I never thought I would see a performance as good from Chris Rock. Hmm. In anything, in any capacity. He is just Is he so not just good. Chris Rock like he plays in a lot of the movies? No, like, he That's plays amazing. like a beleaguered old mafia boss. Nice. It's so good, honestly. It's really great. What show? Fargo. 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 Oh, shit, Fargo. I've seen the first season, but what season... Four. Season four. Season four? It's happening right now. It's airing every week. I've, I've seen the third okay. season. Currently, Second I'm season. currently on season two. Nice. So. That's where I am, too, I, except I missed one. <laughs> so I thought, like, uh, I think um, season one was great. Then I got yes. through... I don't think I finished season two, because it what? just meffed me out. Oh, season two is so good. There's still, I'm still like so confused where the UFOs plays into any of this because I haven't seen the. First. Dry showed me season two first since it's a prequel. I what? Guess. Yeah, uh, it's a prequel. I, I but, might um... not have actually seen season two. I think I might be just confusing it with a different show that I watched the second season of, and it was pure shit. And um, I am not talking about True Detective True because Detective I remember the pain of having to sit through that second season. That oh, was God. one where I drank the bleach. I still haven't seen our season two, but everyone's telling me don't. Yeah, like you're Fucking way don't. better off not watching it. It's so bad. Does it actually like, like fuck up the canon? No, like it's its own story, but it's just bad. Yeah. Like the acting. <laughs> no, is bad. it is. It is the so dialogue is. It's got the most implausible dialogue of any like show I've ever seen. It sucks so hard. Yeah. That being said, season three of that show wasn't bad. I expected more though. I really loved season three. You know, I think, I don't think like I've I got this show. halfway through I, uh, season three I, uh, and I got bored. I can understand so, that. Yeah, like for me, season three, the thing is, is it felt like there was a lot of buildup to, oh, it looks like it wasn't as bad as we thought, and kind of <laughs> outlook of it. For me, so the thing with season think... three was just like watching the destruction of a man. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, the actual uh, the story being told through the eyes of a man who has a broken past, like that was really interesting, but. Like seeing how like they had like this whole big arc that was set up for them for like this really big payoff and then it just never happens at the end of it. That's what got me on the. But I mean that that adds so much into his story too. Is like that's just fucking it, man. Like there's never a payoff. Like that's just what it is. Like I don't know. It just felt like a yeah. It felt for me like it was a cop out, but that's just me. I I like. Barry says the man should stop talking. No. No. (laughs) Can't get a fucking word in. Jesus fucking. What are you trying to say, Sam? I already fucking said it in chat. It doesn't matter anymore. What did you say? The lumberjack thing? <laughs> that was so long no, ago. No, she's saying that she no. always confuses Mad, uh, Mad Men with True Detective. Mindhunters. Mind Mind yeah. <laughs> uh, no, very different. Very, very different. Oh, I should yeah, probably let you guys I know I'm like six detective. feet away from the monitor right now. Yeah. He doesn't have his glasses on. He has glasses in his eyes. Yeah. He has robot eyes. I have robot eyes, so I can kind of see what they're saying, but... I got Mine Hunters and uh, Mad Men mixed up for some stupid reason. I was, my my statement was still correct. He doesn't have his glasses on. That's true. That is fair. <laughs> um, your True Detective and Mine Hunters very different. Uh, I'll say for like overall continuity of story, Mine Hunters is better because I really like serial killers. Um, but as for like singular seasons, True Detective season one is better than it is. Oh that my is, god, that is season still one is so fantastic. It is so like, good. I never thought like. Up until that point for me, Matt McConaughey was just the um, for like forever trapped in this role as 
the hot pediatric doctor romantic interest for rom-com bullshit forever. And then uh, um, oh, season oh, one, that like that first season of True Detective, where he was that character, it was like, no, nah, man, this guy's got range and chops. And then setting him against Woody Harrelson, who's also got a typecast, who was also working outside of his typecast as well. You know, like, even if you weren't having that on your mind, that show would have been great. But I yeah. felt like there was more to that show when you kind of had that in the back of your head, too. Yeah, I also went in going in like, these guys are a fucking joke. And I came out being like, I have to watch everything these guys are in forever now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I was thought. thinking that, too. I was thinking, all right, you know, as soon as I saw the the the, uh, the opening cast for True Detective, because, like, the song hooked me. I love that opening song. Oh, so good. Um, but uh, I saw the cast play out, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Is this a sitcom? These guys are going to ruin this show. <laughs> This is going to be a train wreck, and I'm going to at least get in a few episodes of it. But then I watched the whole thing, and I'm like, that was something else. Yeah. That was a really like good you, show. You walk away from season one just, like, changed as a person. Yeah. Also, uh, Shocky, what time Yo, zone are you in? Kyrie I'm in the Eastern chat. time zone. Oh, so it's late for you. Yes, sir. Oh, it's wow. late for us, too. It's not that late. It's very late. You're just old. <laughs> um, uh, I heard that for people who really like season one of uh, of True Detective. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, no, no. You want to talk? Go ahead and talk. No, I don't want to talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you don't want to talk? No. Can the men just shut up for ten seconds? <laughs> I'll just talk. I'll just say it in the chat. Yes, continue. We're giving you the space to talk, yeah. Sam. I was gonna say, going back to Mindhunter, <laughs> the guy, the guy that they got to play um, Ed Kemper is fucking perfect. Yeah, he looks like exactly like him. He sounds exactly like him. It's he so looks fucking exactly weird. Like him. He talks exactly like him. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I never even heard of the Mindhunter show, but uh, I'm gonna have to look it up now. It's on Netflix. It's really great. Oh, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it the sequel to Mind Freak? No. Not at yeah, all. Sure. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all I was gonna say was, uh, I heard that people who really like True Detective should uh, check out Broadchurch because apparently it has a lot of that same dynamic as the first season of True Detective. Only I just, so the I've first heard. season. Yeah, yes. Broadchurch the first season was great. Okay. Yes, but I, I say that as someone who hasn't seen it but kind of wants to check it out at some point. Yeah, I would say definitely check yeah. it out. I've been trying to convince Liz if to watch you, it for a while. If you like uh, watching David Tennant just stare off. Into the distance, looking sad. That's my exact kink. <laughs> yeah. So, isn't that why people like to watch David Tennant? Yes. Stare off into the distance, looking sad. I can also recommend watching any given Radiohead video. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So you just typecast it as sad British man. <laughs> Not sad nope. British. Usually, like uh sarcastic british man or oh. like over over happy british man who's sad on the inside okay the only even thing, though he's scottish the only yes. thing i actually know about yeah. him is he apparently <laughs> hates bears but sure what this is i i think the point of the video is that he is not the doctor and like he was trying to remind people that he's in fact not a character on the show oh cuz he's weird. like uh -oh. he said like i hate pears and if the doctor says he like pears, that doesn't mean I like pears. Stuff like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Something weird like yeah. that. That's the only thing I ever saw. Uh, 
Doctor Who fans can be pretty fucking awful too. Yeah, they're the yeah worst. they're part of the super Who yeah. Lockean whatevers back on the Tumblr days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anybody that actually like pins their identity on some piece of media that they watch, idiots. <laughs> Toxic panda. <laughs> As E tries to cover his Atari shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, other things. Uh, since it is spooky season, been rewatching a bunch of spooky things. Rewatched Scream and uh, Halloween Town, and I got to say, <laughs> uh, Scream. Why? Uh, which to which part? Scream, Halloween of course. Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, because Liz really, really likes Halloween Town and all those cheesy Disney movies. I do too. Uh, they're the worst. Um, so I'm gonna say, <laughs> I remember Halloween Town having way more in it. The plot doesn't even start until there's 30 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. It's just fucking nothing except for Halloween Town, and then suddenly there's an evil magician. Yeah, because it's Halloween Town. <laughs> it's and just it's an hour and a half. Yeah. And most of it's nothing. It's so annoying. It's Early 2000s Disney. God damn it. You guys are just so accepting of this. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween Town. <laughs> First of all, if you know what I watch anyways. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Scream is still really good, although I'm picking up more and more on uh, more horror names that are just dropped in every sentence. So that's fun. And then like... Hey, yo, Freddy. Uh, no, there is a fun Freddy reference in there, actually, because it's also directed by Russ Craven. Actually, I'm trying to remember. Isn't there some weird thing where, like, they, him and another director keep, like, referencing each other, like, in weird, like, jabbing ways in their movies? No. Or am I mixing up Wes something? Craven generally just, like, refers to his own films. Okay. Um, like, there, there's a reference to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in Scream to where the principal comes out, and he's like, hey, keep it quiet out there. And it's Wes Craven dressed up in the old Freddy sweater. And he's like, sorry, my bad. Uh, that's it. That's all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, there is also a reference to a Freddy, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 kill in it. Um, when a TV is dropped on somebody's head. Yeah, that part was weird. Hmm. Like, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, this. like, welcome to Hollywood, bitch. And then he drops the TV on a character's head. That, was, that happens in a... Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors. Now I got that Dawkins song stuck in my head for the next week. Yeah, you do. Um, um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Halloween Town's still bad. Scream's still good. Whoa, 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 whoa. And so hefty accusations like that. Um, and then me and Liz watched a Shudder movie called Scare Me, which is... Not bad. It's not a bad movie at all, I would say. It's not good, though. It's Did it kinda... scare you? No. It's it's a it's a fun twist on an anthology movie, like an anthology horror movie. Um, instead of like, hey, here's three different like stories, and then like a story that brings them all together, and we're gonna like cut away to this short film basically, and then come back to the other movie. It's literally mm-hmm. just two people stuck in a cabin telling stories. And then, like, the audio is kind of, like, the thing that really works here because the audio is what sells you on them telling these stories to each other. Um, and it's really fun so, and silly and goofy. So do we just watch them telling stories or just, like, go into, like, visuals? No, you literally watch them telling stories. Yeah. The last um, one it reveals that the other one's dead. No, no. Uh, so is it basically like a podcast? It could have been a podcast, yes. <laughs> there probably is a podcast. Like Kyrie says. What was that? Actually, there is podcasts like that. 
Yeah, well, like, yeah, they act out the the thing as well. And there's, like, light visuals, oh. but definitely not, like, seeing the story play out in front of you. Um, you can listen to it and get basically the same experience. Huh. Yeah, I was going to say something kind of like Tales from the Dark Side almost. But that one is very much like... Yeah, except they don't show it. Yeah. It's it's a fun take on an anthology it, movie, I'll say. It would, it would have been like Tales from the Dark Side if it was just the kid telling the stories while the girl's preparing in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, oh, um... I watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Ooh, what'd you think about that? Um, it wasn't very good. Oh, really? <laughs> I have a different opinion. It wasn't scary. Whoa, you have a <laughs> different it was a opinion? Kids movie. Yeah, like that's it's a fun little horror movie. It's like a, almost it's a high production goosebumps movie that would be Basically. a really good <laughs> baby's first horror movie. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, like what Kyrie says in the chat. It's not scary. It's just fun. It is fun. It's fun horror. It's fun. The one above I didn't that. think it was that fun. Yeah. Uh, well, Randy also says it's so boring. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. But she's wrong, so it's fine. I agree. Uh, <laughs> she's right. She's right. I don't think it's boring. I think like if you have any kind of like nostalgia towards those boring. stories, then it's really fun. Like put it on like a scale for me. Like, uh, it's are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps. Are you afraid okay, of the so dark? I'm actually gonna say. Um, if it's like goosebumps at the bottom, like for cheesy bad, and then like are you afraid of the dark, and then scary stories, like if you're comparing all those three, I'm gonna say this is in the middle of the two because there was mm. actually a really good three part series of are you afraid of the dark that came out last year, that was honestly uh, also a baby's first horror movie, but way more fun, like way way yeah, more you fun. Yeah, you talked about that. I watched a little bit of it. It's really good, honestly. It's really really good. Um, I would say that. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie is better than uh, a Goosebumps episode. <laughs> I would say that. But it's math? sort of on par, which is more like an Are You Afraid of the Dark thing. Yeah. Um, I'll say like a lot of the visual horror in uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is good. Like I think the monsters look fucking creepy. Neat. Um, some of the creepy is in the original books? Yeah, I would say. Hmm. Um, I think it does. Yeah. I think it does a pretty good service to that artwork, honestly. Okay. Um, on a uh, personally, anyway, I guess. Sam is. Have you, you guys know, seen uh, the um, the old '80s movie uh, *Fright Night*? Yes, I actually no. saw the remake. I have not that, seen the original. The original, the original, seen the the, the original scared me so much when I was a kid that, like. Um, uh, I challenged myself to watch it again uh, in my 30s, and I thought it, I was gonna—I was prepared to work through another week or month of the nightmares that it gave me when I was like 12. And um, <laughs> that was the—that was the experience I had with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That movie scared me when I was a kid, but like it's one of my favorite movies. But now yeah, so no, uh, like. But the clowns still look fucking creepy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that. well, that's because clowns are creepy, and they, they were banking on that for that <laughs> yes. movie. But anyways, I, I watched that movie again in my 30s, and by the time I got to the end of it, like like some 20 years later, uh, I realized, holy shit, that wasn't really a horror movie. That was a comedy. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was a comedy. What the hell was wrong with me? You were twelve. You had yeah. a weird horror thing. You had a weird thing with vampires. Let's just no. That's get... true. Right. That was pretty close to the same, like you know, Salem's Lot period. I was pretty wound up back then. Yeah, fucking scared of everything. Um, but yeah. Um, 
Kyrie says, sometimes you just got to have fun with scary things. Guys, it can't all be Death and Exorcist. And Randy says in chat, The Exorcist is a super fun movie. And Kyrie says, that just didn't age well is why it's a fun movie now, Randy. <laughs> um, actually, I think that The Exorcist uh, thematically and some suspense-wise holds up. Um, some of the effects are really cool, but also it's one of those movies where, like, man, that director was a dick, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's almost it's almost Kubrick levels, but not quite. I mean, to be fair, like uh, one of the um, actresses actually got a fracture in her back. Yeah. She's dealt with it. I, I think she's still alive. But if she's not, then she dealt with it until the day that she died. To be fair, though, that was an actual accident. Like he wasn't trying yes. to hurt her. Yes. That's is uh is the exorcist the one where like the child actor had people like terrified of her in real life yes oh dang yeah um at the time honestly the exorcist uh really did fucking scar. linda blair right yeah, yeah linda blair uh it really did kind of scar people and it was one of those movies where like she fainted in like the theater and like theaters were fucking sold out and packed mm. they had to add extra showings like people waited out in the rain to try and get tickets to this movie it was insane it was a phenomenon <laughs> yeah for the longest time, long like, fucking like early two thousands. Uh, if you ask some people, they'll still say it's the scariest movie ever made. But for the longest time, like it was dubbed the scariest thing like ever to be put on film. The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, that was not. Early it was pretty scary kind of. back in its time. Well, no, I'm saying because like whenever they did the re-release of it. Oh right. Yeah. Like, yeah even yeah. then, they're saying like it's the version never seen before, and it's even more terrifying, making it or you know cementing its place as the scariest movie ever made. Right. Yeah. Um. I think the movie that gave me the most enduring nightmares was the second Aliens movie, though. Really? You that have like the big Jesus weird, out of me. You have such weird like context areas for horror. It's from a different like, time, like can you say? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like just like Aliens to me was just like, man, look at these badass Marines killing aliens. Yeah, that was the same thing with me. <laughs> well, you know, the aliens managed to kill all of them. They weren't that badass by the end, for sure. That's true. Also, Randy was also afraid of killing comes from outer space, apparently. Which it was is a scary weird. movie. <laughs> weird. Man, I was just afraid of such different things than you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's funny because, like, I never watched horror movies. So, like, my brain had to get creative with making nightmares. And it was like <laughs> weird YouTube videos I saw. <laughs> I mean, I remember, couple, being but... a, I remember being a child and um, grandpa watching. Uh, like Predator and the Alien movies, and those were scarring <laughs> while well, I was a tiny child. <laughs> we disagree. Yeah, so. like, man, look at these badass dudes shooting guns. So for me, it was actually a lot of it was a lot of movies that like took place in the middle of nowhere, just because like you know like uh, kind of like a house in the middle of nowhere or out in the woods or something like that. Like I remember right. whenever the Blair Witch first came out, that scared me. Looking back at it, that movie's cheesy as fuck. But at the time, it scared the hell out of me. Same thing with The Exorcist, because like I was ten when they showed me that movie, <laughs> and I was watching it in the dark. And then, like, because we lived in a wooded area for a while, they like I'd go out into the woods and like just hearing like rocks drop into the or into the river randomly, or just like hearing like random creeks in the wood or something like that would just terrify me as a kid. So I didn't see uh, Blair Witch until I was an adult a couple years ago. Actually, fucking that movie's lame. Yeah. Um, watch I watched it when it first came out. Watch the Scooby Doo parody of it. Yeah, it's probably better. Um, <laughs> but the one that like got me as a kid, um, fuck, it was just in my head, and I can't think about it now. The Mummy. No, 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 no. Was my <laughs> Shit, I lost it. One missed call. No, I, I completely fucking lost it. It's gone. Oh, never mind. 
two missed calls. Blair Witch. I guess Jell couldn't get through it even as an adult. You're gonna, like you're gonna wake up like in, in the middle of your night, like remembering what movie that is, and then you're gonna forget it again by morning. One hundred percent. Just text me it when you remember. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won't. I'll just not remember ever after. I don't know. It feels so weird because, like, I I just never bothered with horror movies, and I just miss so much. And it's so weird, like this huge like impact on just people culture yeah. Yeah, yeah and i just don't have that like even like whenever i talk about horror movies i'm like uh you know uh one missed call <laughs> a movie no one gave a shit about when it came out and no one remembers yeah well it's based off of an old babysitter story yeah that's why it's scary because babysitters would share the story of like hey i got this call whenever i was babysitting with kids and the kids were dead da, 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 da. Uh, is that what that movie was about yeah I thought it was like the killer was in the house the whole time. Yeah, the killer was in the house the whole time. Like the coming from inside the house. Yeah. Oh man. The purge. The purge movies are not horror movies, but they are fun. Yeah. I don't like them. I fucking kind of hate them. They're dumb fun. I I I don't even think they're fun. I didn't really like it, but once like the second and third one, I was pretty okay with. Yeah, the first one's just bad. I only know the Rick and Morty. I had to explain it because somebody went off on this whole big tangent whenever I was up in Salt Lake City about how bad the first Purge movie was and how they really weren't looking forward to the second one. I was like, the second one actually takes place out in the streets. Yes. What? And it's like, it's yeah, you actually want. Like it's yeah, it's what people wanted. It's the actual Purge, and you're in the middle of it. Oh, I remember like I was weird weird fantasy. The one movie that fucked me up. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. I really didn't mean to cut you off here. Um, it's fine. I just I really don't want to forget. It. Um. <laughs> Uh, Jeepers Creepers. That movie fucked me oh, up yeah. for a long time. Is it because the director is a pedophile? No, that <laughs> fucked me up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Whose child oh, won't mm-hmm. you fuck? There's wow. no limit. They'll fuck them all. <laughs> you just put that kid in a room and they'll fuck it. <laughs> or check out their feet, Jan- Dan Schneider style. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, he got kicked out at least. <laughs> no, he retired. He retired. Yeah, he retired. He retired quotes around the word. Yes. Um, but yeah, like because living in like a nowhere place in the world, like cornfields everywhere. Um, it's basically like, the area that I live in right now. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. like watching that movie and then having to drive to pick you up would be like fuck this. <laughs> Dude, Don't worry, it's I scary as hell place. driving that. It's scary as hell driving that alone at night. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird. It's foreboding. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. yeah, like having to like drive thirty minutes just to get from one town to another of another mm-hmm. tiny town, like and having just seen Jeepers Creepers, like man, you know what? This is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I'm gonna get eaten by a dude. <laughs> just some dude. <laughs> and then I was in Dalton, I was like, man, this is fucked up. This dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I anyway, think the, the other movies thing- that that wrecked me up like didn't happen to me until I was like old enough to know better and like you know they, they were both japanese horror movies like one was the grudge juan juan and the so other one was good. dark water mm-hmm. dark yeah that was also that was also pretty fucking scary <laughs> yeah i mean it had me like it had me worried about like undead japanese vampire women coming out of shadows for for months <laughs> yeah like it sounds like there's like this occurrence of vampires a lot here yeah, yeah it seems like you mean, really don't want something to, to bite your there. neck <laughs> don't want something to bite your dick 
I think everybody. I said neck. Really, sure, yeah. you're <laughs> Not I my mean, neck. I don't want my soul. That's a different kind of I thought you said dick. I feel like a vampire biting your dick is like slightly worse than a human biting your dick. Yeah. Isn't the dick just the neck of the pants, though? <laughs> the pants? I don't know. What? <laughs> We're just saying random sentences now. Hey, yo, Dre, pretty... what else you watch? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, ben watching British Bake Off. Uh, the way that they filmed that is really weird. Because they made everybody quarantine. So all the contestants and all the people like filming, they just can't live in society while they're doing it. Yeah. So are there hmm. like magic fairy lands? What? Maybe I'm watching the wrong British baking <laughs> show. I think you are wrong. I don't know. My mom, my mom was watching one little fantasy my land that's inside of a tent. It's like the vagina of the earbud world. I don't know. My mom was watching one while... Since we're just saying random things. Where we were waiting for the AC guy. And like this guy baked a watermelon to look exactly like a ham. It's oh, that so sounds right. Yeah. They were in like a weird forest and like they they won a golden apple as their prize. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My bad. It probably was a different British baking show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, British Bake Off is so fucking good, though. It is a reality show done right because nobody's out there to like hurt each other. They're literally there. They're not getting paid anything. They're not winning a prize. They win a fucking cake dish at the end of it and a fucking thing of flowers. That's like all they get. And so they're there just having fun. So, like, if somebody fucks up, they're like, let me help you with that. Because they just want to see everybody succeed. It's really nice. Oh, as opposed to having Gordon Ramsay scream obscenities in their face? Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, they have two of the hosts in there all the time. And they're they're British comedians. And they're just there to, like, make jokes and fuck around with people to make them happy. It's so, so nice. So it's not like Gordon Ramsay yelling at people or like they, they're forced to all live together. And then eventually someone like throws bleach on somebody's bed because they use their hairbrush. Yeah, exactly. Like the worst thing that happens is one of the judges is like, that's a bit stodgy. Uh, Got to go home. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, also, there, there's American Gordon Ramsay and there's British Gordon Ramsay. Right. Actually, yeah. British Gordon Ramsay is a bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. No, I like mean, the most uh, American say- Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay is put up to it. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, what it was is because I remember whenever, um, yeah, I remember whenever Kitchen Nightmares first came out. Oh, not Kitchen Nightmares. Um, he did that too. Hell Kitchen. Whenever that first first came out, like the very first season, like nobody knew who he was in America. And like the very first episode, uh, a lot of people were fucking up in the kitchen and he got mad at them because he says, I have a reputation that I have to uh, proceed. And these people are going to start fucking it up in a country that where no one knows me kind of thing. And so like, uh, it's going to give me a bad sign, not only here in America, but all around the world. I can't have this. And so, like, he was getting mad at them about that. And then the producers just kept them like, nope, you got to keep on going more, more, more. Yell at them more with it. So, huh. So, like, it started off as a genuine, like, he was just mad at the people because they were, like, legitimately fucking up in his kitchen. And then it just turned into what it is now. You're fucking me over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, cooking. Sh- I can watch one cooking show a month, I think, is about my limit. Cooking show a month? What does that even mean? Like That's, a YouTube? I can watch. I can no, watch just... no cooking shows a month because it's boring watching people cook. See, I find it funny you like them so much, considering like when I talk about cartoons, I like how you complain that there's not like a point. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I like watching people cook. I don't know, man. I'm bad at it. They're good at it. Let me I just take it all in. I can't eat the food. What's the point? You make a good pot of chili. Don't sell yourself short, man. I can't make a good pot of chili, and sometimes I can make some good meatloaf. And you could deep fry stuff. I, I can, I can, <laughs> you can deep fry and you can make one hell of a meatball. 
Like, yeah. Just one. Yeah, just the one, though. All the others are bad. Those are practice meatballs. My youngest. Those balls stick to the crotch pot in oh, the wor- worst but, bat wing ever. I know the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying, shock officer? <laughs> I was saying my youngest actually sits down and watches Nailed It on purpose, and he will actually, like, he loves that show. I can't watch Nailed It. It's, uh, I don't know. There's something about it. It's weird. I don't even know what show that is. Is that the one about children? Um, Cooking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I thought since context, E, context. No, I said nailed it, not cuties. Oh, God. We were talking about cooking shows, so I didn't think it would be negative, but okay. Um, No, nailed it is like, hey, here's a picture of this really fancy cake. And then they just have to try and make the cake from the picture. And at the end, they're like, nailed it, but it sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. my kid lives for when they utterly fuck their food up. Yeah, that's like the entire show. <laughs> when it looks nothing like it. And Randy in, sat, in chat says the reason she watches cooking shows is, it gives me inspiration to make awesome things. I made homemade eclairs and pastry cream, and they were delicious. Nice. I saw the pictures. They did look delicious. I was very jealous delicious. that I didn't get one, and maybe a they little did. angry and bitter. No, it's in, the, it's in post. <laughs> you just got to wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> they they did look delicious, and I would eat them, but I wouldn't want to watch you make them. <laughs> um, to be fair, for me, cooking shows are good background noise for whenever I'm cooking. That's weird. I know. Why that, is that confusing? That Why confusing. is that weird? Because you're cooking a thing, and they're cooking <laughs> a thing. So you lose track of what you're cooking. Not really. That one is <laughs> background noise. <laughs> you're just like you're just like. Oh, here we go. Making spaghetti. <laughs> Look over. Oh, hey, that's a neat eclair. Oh, fuck! I put oh, the spaghetti in the eclair. <laughs> is that what happens when you watch Accident- every time? <laughs> Accidentally made a spaghetti donut. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well- Randy's actually doing it right. If you watch a cooking show and say, fuck, that looks good. I've got to do that for myself. Right. Then that's good. But like if you're a person that sits there and, and watches cooking shows and then never tries a single thing you've ever watched, like why? Why are you watching that at all? I mean, it also yeah, inspired why? me to make homemade honey buns once. That was fun. There you go. He win. Yeah. I didn't get the recipe from that, but it inspired me to do it. So <laughs> that's yeah. Well, good. Yeah, yeah. Why does it, it matter if it was specifically from the show? Um, and then there was a movie, old movie. I, it's called The Interview. It's literally just about a guy uh, having been suspected of committing a crime. And he's interviewed uh, the whole time. Not the Seth Rogen one? No, no, no. No, no that's, that's a different. The very different. Um, it's very good. I would recommend it. It was made in the 90s called The Interview. Uh, check it out. What? You like a movie made in the 90s? Yeah, it's called Clerks. Um <laughs> So no, Brad Pitt in it. God damn it. And then the last thing that I want to say that I've been watching before I be quickly cover these two little news stories. Uh, quickly. Uh-huh. Um, me and Liz sat down and said, we're going to watch as much cats as we can. Not like <laughs> cats on YouTube, but the film cats that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. We made it 10 minutes into cats and I had to oh, shut man. it off. That's a new record. How many buttholes were there? None. This is the quote-unquote fixed version. Yeah, the only buttholes. The CGI still looks like fucking garbage. Yeah, like Kyra says, it's so creepy. It really is. Like, even stuff that's not supposed to be creepy feels creepy and off and, like, it's not correct. And it's, it's like, a mix of performances and the music and, like, the lighting. Everything feels wrong. Hmm. It should be a horror movie. Like, super uncanny valley? Not even that. It's not like an Uncanny Valley thing. It's just like 
bad. There's seven tones that are mixed, and they're all the wrong tone. It's not good. I I really want to try and probably finish it. the theatrical production or like gives you that too. No, like I hey. like musicals and I like theatrics and stuff, but like I can't. I don't know. It's really hard to put into words. Yeah. Oh, I hate shows that do that, like where they just repeat themselves. Like my wife watches that show, um, Scandal, and like all the actors on that show repeat their lines like twice to each other when they're trying to make an emphatic point, and I fucking hate it. That sounds awful. Huh. It's dreadful. Like, for example, <laughs> if uh, they wouldn't just say, you know what, that's dreadful. They'd say, you know what, that's dreadful. You know what, that's dreadful. Yeah, that's fucking annoying. Oof. You know like, what? Pins in that ears. is fucking annoying. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good night, Randy. Good night, Randy. Good night, Randy. Randy. Good night. <laughs> jelly and chat. You says, go on and like it, Jelly, but that show's it. fucking awful. I hate it. <laughs> Listen, just give him a cut where you just. Take out all the repeated lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every episode's half the length. Ooh, that's that's a sell. If you made a drinking game out of that, everyone would be in the hospital with alcohol poisoning before like the first <laughs> half of the season. Nice. All right, but um, uh, anything else you want to say about cats, or is that no? That's it. It's nightmarish. <laughs> uh, I would really like to finish it at some point. It's really bad. Um, I have two quick news stories to bring up, and then we're gonna get out of here because this is going really long. Yeah. yeah. Um. First thing is Shout Factory put out a complete collection of Friday the 13th. And nice. they fucked up a bunch of small things about it, though. What? Like, um, music is off, or, like, the 3D in Part 3 doesn't really work that well. And so they actually issued disc replacements. Yeah, hmm. which is just, like, a weird thing of, like, hey, like, we're supposed to be the definitive thing, and we fucked up. Sorry, here's uh, better discs. Did you There's a more stuff. definitive definitive version. I didn't get it. No, I already um, own them all. Uh, in a different collector's edition. <laughs> um... But yeah, that was that was a weird thing. Um, and then the last thing I want to bring up: just have any of you been hearing about the uh, Bill Burr controversy of SNL? No, I don't know who that is. Uh, I think I may have seen a little bit about that. Did it have to do with like that mafia sketch that he did? No, it was his monologue. Um, basically, went on and like talked about the times, but like nobody found it funny in the audience. Um, because it was kind of edgy humor, like definitely not like yeah. what you consider to be SNL fun anymore. Because mm-hmm. like normally, Burr, Burr has like... always felt like a time bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like edgy boomer humor. No, no, like edgy, like man, fuck everything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like very openly, like fuck this thing, like isn't this fucking thing weird? And like just saying things like Bill Burr does, of like he just openly goes on. And he's like, um. The one that everyone like wants to hashtag cancel him for is that he had a joke of like, why do uh, gay people get June for their pride month? They get the hottest month. They get an entire month to just go out and be happy. And what do black people get? They get fucking February. They get the shortest month of the year. And he's like, so what if we give July to the black people and then like gay black people can have like two whole months to celebrate? Which to me is like, it's funny enough because like, it's basically pointing out that like, hey, we've always treated black people terribly, and this is just another way that we are treating them terribly. Um, I think it's funny enough. I would say it's not funny at all, but like, not in an offensive way. It's just not that funny. Yeah, like I think it it works with his delivery. I feel 
I definitely didn't do it justice, I would say. Um, <laughs> okay. like, I don't find it offensive, but I find it to have an edge in the way that SNL just really, really doesn't anymore. Um, and all the writing around the episode kind of has that little bit of edge to it. That makes it be like, oh, shit, like this is actually satire of what's going on in the world instead of being like, man, this is a funny voice, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I actually kind of liked a lot of sketches in that episode. It felt like what SNL should have been doing for a long time. Personally, I guess. Mm. I mean, personally, I was more into Mad TV than I was into SNL, but I did not like Mad TV. Even as a kid, I was like, this is real lame. Um, I had Cartoon Network's Mad, so I'm in the middle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but like SNL, like what most people say is like, the SNL I liked is the SNL was edgy and it was like saying something about society or like it was really pushing its jokes. And I feel like most SNL doesn't do that. I mean, um, it's NBC. Everyone's favorite SNL is the SNL they watched first. That's always what it is. You you would think that, but my first SNL was like the old 70s SNL and the uh, SNL with um, not Seth Rogen. Um, Seth MacFarlane. No, Talladega Nights guy. Uh, Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell, yeah. Like, that that was is my, not a Seth at all. No, no. <laughs> that was my first <laughs> SNL, and I hated it. Like I didn't like SNL until Andy Samberg and his crew went in. You Sam are very Bird much good. Bill Hader is awesome. Regarding all that stuff, Bill Hader is pretty say. awesome. <laughs> but like most everyone that ever I've ever seen talk about SNL or people I've talked to about SNL are it's always the one they like watched go like not really growing up, but like the one they watched until they came to that point, they just stopped really caring about SNL. And that period is always their favorite SNLs for the most part. Right, which makes sense. But, like, I I just, like, always had SNL in my life. And there was always reruns about on it and stuff like that. It's like, I had watched a bunch of old SNL before I ever watched the SNL that I like, really liked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this feels like good SNL of, like, really dumb humor mixed with, like, just stuff that's on the edge of being offensive but isn't. Um, I don't know. It's, it's Blazing Saddles humor is what I'll call it, I guess. I don't know. It's just like one, just edgy humor in general. I've never really cared for. Right, it's not really your thing. No, because like it usually is just the point is to offend, which it doesn't sound like they're trying to do in this. No, for no. the most part, like. Uh, yeah, well, we're uh, at least past like Andrew Dice Clay ever being funny again. I don't even know who that is. Me either. Oh wow! That's how well, unfunny you he is. Hear some, <laughs> You want to hear some great racist jokes straight out of the 1980s? Just look him up. Oh, boy. Yeah, not great. Like, I I think that there is... uh, He's not going to like me saying this. I think there is a... No, no. I think there is a line where racist jokes are funny, but they're not funny because they're racist. They're funny because it's showing how fucked up racism is. Yeah. That's like... (laughs) Which part of this would I not like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand your... Because it's still racist, (laughs) but... Well, um, I think that the, that mm-hmm. particular context, um, sadly, only manages to work well anymore among small groups of people as their inside jokes because they know each other's minds that they're not actual racists and they're satirizing um, racism. But when it comes to the general broader public spectrum where we have a problem with both media and institutional like um, problems with with racism, where you can never be sure if someone's going to take things wrong, either in a interpretation sense um, or because they're actually like you know white supremacists and 
you know, they'll walk your joke to a terrible direction. Um, you know, that's, that's where, at least in the popular forum, like we're, we're stuck having to police our language a whole lot more than ever before. And I, I'm not going to complain about that. I mean, it's overdue. Sure. I, I would say yes in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. This is definitely one of those topics for me to where it's like, yes, there's a lot of things that you just shouldn't say. Like, it's just straight up racist. Like, hey, don't be just straight up racist. Um, but like, I think in a lot of ways, comedy needs to be the thing that pushes some of that. Like, says like, hey, like, here's the edge. And like, this is like, how do I put this? It needs to be able to point out that like, this is the thing that's wrong. And if like, being over the edge of like, wow, isn't that really, really racist? And being able to point it out is really good. Like I would say Dave Chappelle is really great at pointing a lot of that stuff out. That was the name I was going to actually bring up if there was like dead air for just a split second, but you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, Dave Chappelle is the king of being able to use like race and racism and yeah. make it funny and have it still like be true and honest. So he doesn't say it to be mean. He says it. Because it needs to be pointed out, I feel. Did you hear like um, one of his recent interviews where he said one of the motivations to him stepping out of the, the spectrum for as long as he did was because he was working on a show. A higher crew was one white guy. And he laughed in a really weird, uncomfortable way for everybody else at the joke. I remember yeah, hearing so, about that. Yeah, yeah so he said, like, you know what, fuck this. Like, there's... Uh, I'm out of here for a while. Like he felt like he was not making the impact uh, or doing things the way he wanted to anymore. Yeah. Like he, he basically felt like, man, like I'm saying all these jokes, like point out how all this is awful and people are taking it as genuine. Um, and he didn't want to be a part of that. He didn't want to add to any of the problems. And so, yeah, he literally just fucking left. Yep. With a lot of stuff like that, I think a lot of it really has to do with, especially because of the internet subtleties dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard to, and you know, it's not entirely the internet. It's the thing that's been an issue for all of eternity. Like, I always forget the name, but uh, there's a man who wrote a satire article back during the potato famine about how we should instead eat babies, eat children. And, yeah, yes. exactly. That's <laughs> that know, is. Uh, do you remember that name? when you're looking up the definition of the word satire? That one is always used. Yeah, because like it's the biggest one. But people at the time thought he was serious, and <laughs> yeah, we can laugh because it's absurd that people would think that. But that's the fact of the matter is people don't right. understand sarcasm. It just sounds like that would no. be like the head of an uh, Onion article or something nowadays. It well, basically was. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to drive the conversation towards politics, but I'm just going to say the past four years of people not getting things. Uh, has been worse than ever in this country. So, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah like, jokes themselves are going to suffer pretty bad right now. Yeah, there's a it, lot of there's a lot of things suffering pretty bad right now. It feels like yeah. there's a lot of people that are just on the razor's edge as it's or as like just in general they're on the razor's edge, and it just takes that one little bit, even if it's just like set in arm. Um, just one little comment set out of context, or one little joke that they weren't on the inside of, or they just didn't get that sets them off and it creates yeah. a whole big chain reaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, tensions are super high during an election period, but on top of everything else, 
everyone's all like tired of, of the pandemic conditions. Like, I don't think I've, I've ever seen a year in my life that was like filled with other people's tension as much as this one in particular. I would say you're right, honestly. Yeah. Um, but we're going real long, and this is a really high <laughs> note to end on, so we better end it on the high note. Yep. <laughs> if you take anything from this podcast, let it be. Don't be racist. Yeah. The yes, second actually, thing to take it's from okay it. To, it's okay to joke. It's okay to have satire yep. and things, but yeah. Yep. The second thing to take away is that Ghost of Tsushima is the super best game of 2020. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm just going to end this off with uh, wrapping it back around to Spooks. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <Hi. laughs> you need a trumpet for you to get those kind of spooks. <laughs> um, here is another creepy pasta for okay. your homies. Um, it is called Dark Reflection Ritual. Am I allowed to leave? You are allowed to leave. E, right. e, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Have a great night. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be hanging I will... out. I just don't feel like listening to a creepy pasta. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. That means I'm going to turn this mic down a little. You get right up on that, Robbie. Yeah, you get right up on that mic. Because everybody knows I'm super into creepy pastas. Yeah, yeah. Get on that mic. <laughs> um, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> are we doing creepy pasta or ASMR? <laughs> Aren't they the same? <laughs> if all goes well, both. <laughs> um, this one relates back to having seen that trailer of the Hush Hush Man, or what was it called again? Every uh, Sad Boy? <laughs> uh, Five Quiet Man? Man? <laughs> no. Uh, empty Man? Empty Man! <laughs> empty Man! It's <laughs> so serious. Um, yeah, because... It got me thinking of like all these movies that have been coming out, like uh, Bye Bye Man and The Wicker Man. No, no, uh, <laughs> Bye Bye Man and this movie, and like Slender basically a lot Man. of yeah, like they get the ritual part wrong in my opinion. Like because it's like you do this ritual, and what do you get out of it? Why would you ever do it? Uh for the fun of it, I guess. And like I think you need to have a reason for them to want to do that, or else they're just real stupid people doing the thing, right? Well, yeah, so, the whole premise of there's an empty bottle on a bridge. That's fucking terrifying, right? No, I have to no, watch not, this trailer because it looks really If there's an empty bottle on a bridge, you could do it. There might not be. <laughs> um, but the one thing I think kind of does the ritual thing right in creepypasta form is this one called Dark Reflection Ritual. And here's what you'll need to do this ritual, Sam, because I know, uh, you know you're into witch stuff. Um... <laughs> Is this the same one that Rocky tried getting me to do like three years ago? With a mirror? Yeah, no, maybe. And a cracker? No. <laughs> you had to get a bunch of friends around it. No. Um, and hope you're not the last one. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one person got that joke, at least. <laughs> uh, no. You need a mirror of any type, a candle of any size or color, and friends to do it with. Optional, but highly suggested. Yeah. Um, this is not the same one. I'll have to see if I can find that one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here we go. I should probably warn you. Once you begin this ritual, there's no way to stop it. What I'm saying is, don't start it unless you're planning to finish it. Have you ever broken a mirror by accident or on purpose? Have you ever looked into a mirror and it felt like there was something watching you from the other side? Or seen something yes, sinister me. lurking within the eyes of yes, your own me. reflection? 
<laughs> You've probably heard the legend that breaking a mirror is seven years bad luck. Legends about mirrors have been around for hundreds of years. In particular, some ancient civilizations believed that there was a sort of purifying effect to mirrors. They believed that by looking one's reflection in the eyes, it would transfer a person's negative energy into the reflection in the mirror. They believed that this had a cleansing effect, but also hidden dangers. That's why breaking a mirror has been known to cause bad luck. I mean, think about it. If this is true, then every time you look into a mirror, you're transferring negative energy into it. Can you imagine just how much negative energy is just sitting there inside your bathroom mirror? <laughs> when you break the mirror, that negative energy is released and causes bad luck for everyone around it. For this ritual to work, you will need a mirror that you don't mind breaking. According to Manifesto, both the risk and the eventual reward for this ritual are stronger depending on how old the mirror is. It makes sense if you think about it, an older mirror has been looked into more and therefore has more negative energy inside of it. Are you listening, Sam? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, okay, good, good. In order to begin the ritual, you must look your reflection in the eyes, transferring your negative energy into the mirror one last time. You only need to do this for a few seconds. Then, you need to lean forward and breathe onto the mirror, making it fog up with your breath. My sources refer to this as anointing the mirror with your breath. Now, at first, you might find this strange, but do a little digging, and I think you'll find the word breath once meant something similar to spirit. By breathing on the mirror, you are symbolically linking yourself to the mirror and to the negative energy contained inside. This linking is critical to the success of the ritual. Is this true for rituals, Sam? Is this ritual-like? This is dumb. <laughs> okay, good. You're listening. Everyone in the group needs to do this next step as well. Before moving on to the next one, after this is completed, you can light the candle. Use the candle to burn the mirror. This agitates the negative energy inside. You only need to do this for a few seconds or until there is a noticeable black mark on the mirror. Note that the longer you do this for, the more agitated the negative energy will become. After this, the final step is breaking the mirror. Once this step is done, I suggest you start running. You see, it's actually a common misconception that when a person breaks a mirror, they'll be followed by bad luck. This is not true. When a mirror is broken, the bad energy stays in one spot near the broken mirror until it eventually dissipates, or at least normally it does. If you completed the above steps, then you have tied yourself to the negative energies. Through the medium of your breath, this means that the negative energy will pursue you wherever you go. This is why I said earlier that it would be best to complete this ritual with a group. If there is only one person doing this ritual, then all the negative energy will pursue one person. But if there is a group, then the negative energy will be spread more thinly. This increases your odds of survival, Samantha. Bad luck will follow you throughout the night. At first, it will start as a no as small incidents a chipped nail or a flat tire the incidents will begin to escalate though as increasingly horrific things begin to happen around you eventually these incidents will become life threatening no matter how many more people you did the ritual with like i said don't start this ritual unless you're planning to finish it the only piece of advice i can give you is surviving the night is to remember that the negative energy is linked to you through your breath your breath is how the negative energy detects you and so if you find yourself in a bad situation try holding your breath this should make you temporarily invisible to it. Of course, you can only hold your breath for so long. Still, this technique might provide you with a few extras to ever engage in this ritual. Why would anyone ever work? There's a reason beyond that. 
The bad luck will chase you throughout the night if you manage to survive until dawn. Not only will you find that your run of foul luck has ended, but that a new streak of good luck is about to begin. The first lights of dawn have a special, purifying property. If you survive until the morning, the negative energy inside the mirror will be purified. It will re-enter your body, filling you to the brim with positive energy. After this, everything will seem to grow your way. Go your way. You'll find that people are generally nicer to you, and that the opposite sex are extremely attracted to you for the same sex, if that's your thing. You will succeed at everything you do, whether it be a job interview, an important exam, or a business venture. I would highly suggest buying a lottery ticket. Uh, Robbie showed uh, me a uh, weird dog face. <laughs> Did you uh, get this in an email that said you had to forward it to five of your other friends, or you would have bad luck? Unimportant. It should be noted that the amount and duration of your good luck will be equivalent to the amount of negative energy that was in the mirror. If you just brought the mirror to store, then good luck will only last a couple of days and will not be all that severe. If you use an old mirror, though, then your lucky streak will be far more powerful, and it may last for months or even years. If you had an old enough mirror, if you see a mirror that has a mirror that has a more personal connection to you, such as a bathroom mirror or a mirror from your bedroom, then the good fortune you experience will be more suited to your particular tastes and desires. One more thing I should probably warn you about is the timing of the ritual. The ritual needs to be started after sunset and with at least six hours until dawn. Two common tricks that people try to use in regards to this ritual are starting during the daytime and starting a few minutes before dawn. Starting near dawn is probably the least dangerous of these little cheats. If you start near dawn, then the negative energy will not have enough time to fully manifest before being purified. The energy then will simply dissipate into the air rather than doing anything, and you will probably walk away thinking it was all a gigantic hoax. Starting during the day is more dangerous. People start during the day thinking that the daylight will instantly nuke the bad energy and keep them safe. This is not true. Notice that I said it was the lights of dawn that have the purifying power, not the light of day. By starting during the day, you actually give bad luck more time to pursue you and thus decrease your odds of survival significantly. You know, a lot of people might call you stupid or crazy for trying this attempt at the ritual. <laughs> I wouldn't, though. I can understand well. the thinking that goes into it. I can understand wanting to take control of your luck, both good and bad, rather than accepting the seemingly random twists and turns that life seems to throw at us. That's just life, though. Yeah, so, you know, look into a mirror after you breathe on it and burn a candle on it, and then you'll have good luck or something. Don't you have to break it? Oh, yeah, break it, too. Do the breaking And then part. go away from it. Yeah, go away, or else all the negative friends. energy hits you. Yeah, I also have friends, so that if all the negative energy hits you, then it hits some of your friends, too. I kind of like the um, guide to exploring abandoned churches better. I have not heard of that. Is it actually creepy? Because this one is definitely not creepy, but I like it more because it has a purpose to it. Uh, it's more purpose than this the empath man. I was going to say, I think that one is both creepy and... The empath man. <laughs> empty man. Empty man, right. Empty man. <laughs> <laughs> empty man. Empty man. Empty man. Empty man. Empty man. Empty man. <laughs> all right robbie you got it hit us with it nope, not yet not yet well you just know the name you didn't google this thing no because i actually had it saved on my phone but i can't find it so. ah jesus christ so i guess i'll just google it then how do you have the thing saved in the not why wouldn't you just always google i have a it? lot of sh random things saved to my phone most of it's <laughs> dumb <laughs> So yeah, Sam, when are you going to do that ritual? What mirror, what mirror are you going to break? you going to break your bathroom? None. No, why would I want to do that? I'd have to fucking pay for it. <laughs> just buy a new mirror. That's bad luck, isn't it? 
I don't fucking have money to pay for a goddamn mirror. Yeah, but what if you break the mirror? Then you have good luck. <laughs> I won't have a mirror. I don't have to fucking look at myself in that mirror every day. <laughs> That's pretty good luck. Sounds like a lot of negative energy. Way to look on the bright side. I have so much negative energy to give. <laughs> Why would you keep it all hold up? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to transfer into mirrors, but it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just. Boy, whoever rents that apartment mirror. next. Maybe I was the mirror all along. The mirror yes. was inside you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the real treasure was the mirrors we looked in along the way. <laughs> so yeah, this one was a guide to exploring abandoned churches. It's not as long as dry, so it should be okay. Yeah. If you go We're alone, about three hours now. Yep, yeah. it's a long one. Maybe it'll bring us up to three hours. Who knows? If you go alone, don't bring a flashlight. You'll see things you don't want to. Don't bring a group bigger than 12. Bring water and some snacks, but no wine. If you have to sleep there, sleep in the sanctuary, but not on a pew. If you uh, try to read the hymnals, the words won't uh, be in English anymore. The Bibles will be blank until you confess. Don't go into the confessional booth. The man talking to you is not a priest, and you don't want to... Uh, I'm wanna... hoping... <laughs> Am I throwing me off? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if it's, fu- it's a fucking abandoned church, that's probably some, like, uh, squatter. <laughs> don't go to the confessional booth. The man talking to you is not the priest. You don't want to know what he really is. The cross on the wall changes location. Don't look at it for too long. If you see someone praying at the altar, don't approach them. If they approach you, don't talk to them. Drugging. Leave immediately. If you hear an organ playing while you're in the basement, know that your time is running out. If it plays while you're in the sanctuary, your time is up. Take whatever you want, but if you find our, if you find that one of your possessions is missing, don't go looking for it. Let them have it. It's not worth your life. Yeah, you the junkie rosary, fucking stole it to go sell it so he get more drugs. <laughs> if you find a rosary, don't put it on. It won't help. The water isn't holy anymore. Throwing it on demons in the shadows won't work. Drink the wine, our wine, if you wish to never leave. Don't get separated from your friends. If you spend the night, leave at sunrise. Otherwise, you'll enter another plane of reality with no way back. If you don't spend the night, uh, if you don't spend the night, leave through the door you came in. You might look behind you after leaving and see the ch- church isn't really there anymore. It means that they took what they wanted. Never enter the same abandoned church twice, even especially if you forgot something inside. That's a lore. On your second tour through, they will know enough about you to keep you there. Why would you go into an abandoned church if you knew any of this? That's kind of the idea. <laughs> So just don't go do it. Yeah. Don't do it then? Don't do it. The like, instructions what, really don't do it? What's the goal? What's the end goal? Uh, apparently to take some things there, but if they take something from you, just leave it. But why would you do it? Why would you take things? No, why would you go there? Yeah. I mean, probably for the same reason we explored abandoned buildings as kids. But what what would you get? Yeah, this sounds, like, like... this sounds like a story meant to deter people from doing urbex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe that's what we want you to think. <laughs> Trust me, it's just a junkie. That's right. <laughs> yes, because a junkie totally won't stab you and then take you into the back, keeping you there forever. No, he will. That's what we we're saying. <laughs> yeah, right. and if you throw like expired holy water on him, it's just going to make him more pissed. Also, he knows how to play the organ. <laughs> he's got to learn something while he's there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's playing play an organ. For the same reason, I find that voicemail that I got earlier. Yeah, yeah. 
people... apparently you guys didn't find that as creepy as I did. It's definitely creepy. What? Yeah, was creepy. I, I got a weird voicemail from a robocaller. Okay. Like, should I play them the voicemail? From Bert. Yeah. Yeah, why not play it? Okay, people sure. will hear it in the normal podcast in a couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> play it here for the life, people, I guess. Yeah. Saved message. Main menu. To listen to your message first, saved message from Birch. <laughs> Birch. Received October 16th at 2.48 p.m. Time to stay home. Stay safe and stay home. <laughs> to send a reply message. <laughs> yeah, I just had that voicemail randomly yesterday. From Birch. Yeah, from Birch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like checking my voicemail, like, oh, I got something. What the hell is this from? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> People will hear that on the main episode, too, in a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it. That was just a random voicemail that I got. Yeah. Like, that's right up there with uh, the YouTube advertisement that I got some months back. Where there was like, I just heard a little Pomeranian barking. And then whenever I looked at my phone, it uh, there's a little white Pomeranian on a blue couch. And it said, call this what app, app number. And before I had a chance to screenshot it, the ad was done. It was like a 10 second ad. Huh. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that happened when I was at work. Cool. Um, but yeah, we're getting to that three hour mark. This is maybe the longest live show we've ever done. Probably. Um, so let's wrap this up. Uh, Sam, thank you for joining Mm-hmm. very long uh shock lobster thank you also for being here you're on the east coast it's real late where you're at or kind of is yeah <laughs> yeah we're early yeah uh robbie thank you of course uh e, if you're listening to this in the future again uh thank you for <laughs> being here um all right let's see if this will play the right thing for me i doubt it <coughs> nope, nope. <laughs> there it is <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. If you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can do that at Facebook and Twitter, Last Ones In and Last Ones In Podcast. Or you can email us at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. If you're out there protesting, please do so safely. If you're going to go and vote, uh, yeah, go vote. Actually, don't, not if, just go do it. Go vote. It's very important, especially this election cycle. Yes, but be safe. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you again next week. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.